0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitcher from NBA and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom, shakalaka.
1: This week on Nintendo Main, we have an interview with Peter Gnip from Walkabout Games, and Animal Crossing got a new update.
0: I visited an old club at Disc Replay.
2: Snooch to the nooch on Switch to the niche.
1: Nintendo Main Podcast, episode two hundred and thirty, your place for <laughs> Nintendo News from Nintendo fans like yourself, which is us. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Keo Mirage Sessions Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy, Paper Cut to the Heart, Mikowski.
1: And I'm John Sale Snitter. How's everybody doing? It's been uh, it's been it's been a bit of a day, but we're we're here. We're here to bring you stuff. It's been a day. Yeah. Let's start off the. Actually, before we get into what we bought, uh, we did we did an awesome interview with uh, Peter Ganep of Walkabout Games, who's produced um, Liberated, which is an excellent game on Switch, which I'll talk about in our game stuff. But we're gonna we're gonna cut to that interview right now. So let's go. Okay, so this week we have uh, Peter Gnip here from Wogabout Games to talk to us about Hi. Liberated and uh, and another game that just got revealed, but how's it going?
3: Oh, yeah, crazy busy because, you know, we revealed the Werewolf game on 24th of July and tomorrow on the 30th we will have a PC launch of the Liberated, so two games to once It's a lot of things to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All during a pandemic too.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, pandemic, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and the, and that as well. It's a,
3: you, you can see, uh, we just released today uh, the dev diary for the werewolf game, so you can see that our lead designer looks like a werewolf now because he hasn't been a hairdresser for six months doing the game and <laughs> at home, so he literally became werewolf. And we are doing okay. that to 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 do a werewolf game. You need to become one to understand. Yeah,
2: that. he's yeah. a yeah. method producer.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I've been falling in, in into the lycanthropy uh, lately as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, so tell me what you did with uh, Liberated.
3: On both games, I was head of a business. I did PR marketing, so everything related to showing the game to both media gamers, content producers, but also like uh, doing some design consultancy with 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 the team.
1: So were, were you you were able to work with them like from the beginning, right? From the from the. Start no, of- I
3: joined. I joined like a year before. The liberty was in the works for two and a half years, but it took some time to work out the formula which would work best with with this Playbook graphic table. Because at first it wasn't 2.5D, we didn't have this noir look. So there was a lot of, a lot of thinking how to, how to combine the comic book and the video game. Because this is, this isn't a new idea, but I think nobody did what we do. Because usually you take like one element, like in comic zone. You have the mm-hmm. comic book as as a gameplay, right? You use the frames as a gameplay mechanic. Mm-hmm. Right. Other games like Thirteen use just the, 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 the aesthetics of the, of comic book. You have like or also have like a panels which are cutscenes like in Max Payne, or um, or you just do like in the darkness or other Avengers game. You take the comic book hero uh, and put in the game or comic book story. And what we try to do, uh, we try to to give you the feeling of both reading and collecting the comic book, but also being one. So, so yeah, it took some time to do it, to, to, to see how the pages might, might, might feel, how we should do it, like how many cameras should be on the page, to give you this feeling that you are exactly reading this page. It's, I think it's on three of them all the time. Uh, how to do transitions between panels during gameplay and how to implement gameplay and go into a frame. Like I remember, I really love this This one scene. It's also in the demo when you have this playing frame, but also you have some still frames around it. So you know you are in the comic book but you, and, and you are the, the reader, right? The, reader, mm-hmm. the player. So, yeah, so, so, so it took us a time and then it was around, I think, yeah, two, two, maybe one and a half year of production when we, when we decided upon, uh, upon how it should look and work. Hmm. Were yeah, there that... any particular
2: comic books that inspired you?
3: Uh, you know what? Yeah, but, uh, but these are the masterpieces like Before Vendetta, Watchmen, stuff like that. Um, hmm. uh, uh, but we tried, we, we work our way around. So, First, we look at the story and what we are trying to tell and how the game will look. And, and when we see, okay, so this will be this dark story when you don't know who is right and, and, and it will show from different perspectives. And then you know that this is the definition of noir, right? So, okay, so this is our art style. This is noir because we're doing a noir story. And by the way, I, I think there is none, nearly none, or maybe some, or, or also some, Cyberpunk, Orleans games because usually it's a full neon Tokyo, right, and stuff like that. And, and there is not much, if any, other game, probably movie that does this aesthetics with cyberpunk setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also, like, uh, if you think about *Liberated*, uh, for me, it's like the main idea is contrast, right? Because we we do uh, we put uh, uh, opposite things on 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 many layers. Like, on the first layer, of course. Uh, you 've got in the story you 've got like privacy versus security right and this is like the issue that is happening you have you can have it both ways either is either, either somebody knows about you and tries to keep you safe or you are something someone unknown but but you 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 can be put in the danger so this is the one layer the second layer is you have a very dynamic video game and on the other, on the other hand you have a, a steel frame of comic book right so 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 this is the second concept and the first one of course is black and white the colors that you use so uh, so i think it, it gives like this nice design idea that i think is readable by, by by the players
1: was was that always your their the plan with the game for it to be like a um like an interactive novel mixed with like a 2d combat was that like always always the plan
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know that we wanted to do a story which you part, partly read and part, and, and, some, and sometimes you are part of because we wanted to combine, like I said before, two things like the, the video, video games and, and comic books. And I think it, it could be really nice transition from comic book people to video games and another way, other way around. Mm-hmm. So you can journey through our, through our playbook ethics novel to both worlds.
1: Nice. Yeah, um I'm, I'm I mean I've I'm a huge comic book fan myself. Like I used to read a lot when I was in high school and all that and it's you know, as I was growing up. And uh I, I really enjoyed the game. I just wanted to mention that. Like it's uh it it did, it did it did it did remind me of uh somewhat of like Comic Zone, except for like much much uh more pleasurable to play than Comic Zone was <laughs> was a was a annoying game. But no, I I had I had a great time with it. I, I played through all of it in one sitting and uh I, it was I I'm sure you guys wrote this much longer before, like all the things that are happening now, but it still felt like very spot on, like with the story. Just, it just hit harder <laughs> you because... Know what? We, were, yeah.
3: we, were, we were racing with time because uh, when we designed this credit score system, it wasn't officially in China and then the official said, okay, we need, to, we need to speed the development because mm-hmm. we will be retro futuro, not not cyberpunk soon. Yes. Our, our, our And I think with the COVID and pandemic situation... We accelerated uh, the, the transition to digital, to digital like by mm-hmm. years, so you can see literally like history is happening before your eyes. And yes, because what you said, uh, we looked at the world and we know it's 2020, so it's the year of the cyberpunk, right? Because yeah. the RPG game was started in 2020, mm-hmm. and if you read and if you read the headlines of any newspaper or media outlet. I think they are like the summaries of science fiction stories from the 80s and 90s. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. So like,
3: yeah, yeah, like intelligent malware locked out hotel guests out of the rooms or hackers influence uh, the political campaign. So uh, every headline can be a a short summary. So, yes, so our main idea and our main source of inspiration was our reality. We just put it a little bit forward to, to show you what might happen. And, and we try to ask all of those questions because uh, we strongly believe that they're the important ones. And you need to know if you want to know the answer before someone will answer uh, instead of you. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, that, that was the, the, the main thing. And of course, cyberpunk aesthetics, which we all love, all called movies, cyberpunk movies, but, uh, books uh, and comic books and, uh, yeah, but mainly the, the reality. And, and I can tell you that for us, like our launch date, Was the date when the Black Lives Matter uh, protests erupted, and all the all the the companies seized the social media and Mm. any uh, media presence? So we were in the middle of it. Like we launched uh, on the worst day ever.
1: Yeah, Mm. but but everything that was it it ended up that the game was felt very topical, you know, because of everything that's (laughs) happening right now. Yeah. And uh was were there were there main game inspirations for it? Like aside from Comic Zone, like I felt a lot of the. uh To me, it kind of felt yeah. like a Super Nintendo game almost, but like with better graphics and better control. Like it yeah, reminded think... it, it reminded me of stuff like Blackthorn, which was like an old yeah. adventure
3: 2D game. Uh, I, I, think like the main was, of course, Limbo and Inside because you can see, you can see it, but every, every uh, cinematic platformer uh, was our inspiration that, that, we used. So, so yeah, uh, 2. exploration platformers uh, and action games were, were our sort of inspiration. Uh, if you're talking about uh, movies and books, and of course it's Matrix, uh, it's John Mnemonic and all the cyberpunk classics that you could think of. We really like cyberpunk, uh, we are playing these games from, I think, from '90s. Uh, my friend used to translate to Polish, the Cyberpunk uh, RPG book when it wasn't available. So, so we're pretty. Um, yeah, we are very fans of the genre.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it, it was a lot of. It was a lot of fun to play. I also, I liked how you guys, uh, and you even, you even like take it from both sides of the story, like in, yeah, like in the game. It, yeah,
3: because I think these issues are so complicated that you cannot. But you need to show both sides of the conflict to get people to know what either after and what other goals because it's not black and white as our comic book and it's in a gray area right so uh, especially you can ask as i said before like the question you you could ask yourself will you install the tracking app to make you safer from the pandemic Mm -hmm. and this is a question that 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 is relative and it's not there's no easy answer right because you allow people to know what where you are or you're meeting with but in a way you are helping to fight the pandemic and you might be safer or no if you were exposed
1: yeah yeah and it's it's crazy so, like at, at one minute you're at one minute you're on one side on the other minute you're killing the people that were helping you in the previous yeah. area
3: yeah. yeah but 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 i think that this is the uh, this is the definition of the world to show the difficult uh, issue from many perspectives and don't tell Oh, what's like, right. and I think if you see the ending, it uh, for me the ending was like the True Detective season one, right? So the nihilistic ending. Then. Oh I no! Won't I... Spoil it to be, yeah. I I won't spoil it, but uh, I think it also shows the uh, spirit of our time.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Like I I love the ending, and yeah, I don't want to spoil it either because I want everyone listening to this to co- to come get it to go get it if they haven't gotten it yet. But, uh, yeah, no, the ending was, was great. Like, it was very much on the nose, like, of our time and all that. And I, and I didn't expect it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a good, it was a good surprise. Is, and I know there's like, there's different things you can do, especially in the first part, like, the, you know, you have some choices. And uh, yeah. it'll either make it like. I, I noticed like some. Like maybe you'll skip a page if you do something that would get you to to another part. Like there's that one part where that guy comes and tries to pick you up in the car. You can like either like run away from them for a minute or you can just jump right in the car and that skips a part. But it, is, is there like a different outcome to the end of the no, first
3: No, no, the, the, uh, the first linear, issue. We, we do this little branching of a story to make the, the game more replayable, but we have one story uh, to tell and we focus on that. And because. Uh, from the production point of view, it's a hand-drawn comic book, so every branching would require to draw every frame. Sure, yeah. Uh, and, and as you know, it, it, it takes resources and time. Uh, so no, but we we put a small branching and then you know I'd let you know that you skip something that you might be look uh, that you might play on the second playthrough.
1: Yeah, no, the, the art looks great too for the uh, for the comic. And I was just the reason I asked that is in the first in the very first issue, there's a part like where the where, you, where the, that happens to the main character and I thought I messed it up and I was wondering and I was like if I went through and I didn't mess it up like would it change but I guess I guess not is what, is what you're no. saying
3: There's one where's one difficult well there's one place when something like big ha- it's happening mm-hmm. and and uh, and and this is yeah the, the, then the story would be a little bit different but but then it would be the same
1: did uh i mean did you guys have did you have the artists like who did the comic book stuff with you the whole time or did you did no you go out no and find we, somebody? Have,
3: we have no no we had the artists who, who were video game artists and but but we've got and uh, help from amazing uh, art director from Polyamoros, our second studio uh, which helped us be, uh, to come up with with, with this art style uh, and then they draw according to this art uh, style.
1: oh okay did, did you i mean did, did you guys kind of like uh storyboard it out and give it to them or just like kind of just read the story to the to the artist they got, they, they, got,
3: they got the story description and they they, they they draw based on the story. So and, and then, then we looked at it and I implemented it again. If, if we find that this, this, this fits the description, what should be in there?
1: Okay, cool. Are you, are you planning on adding anything to Liberated like a free DLC or something right, like yeah, that? Yeah, right
3: now, right, right now, we have two free DLCs in the PC edition and then oh, we'll okay. come, they will come to nice. switch later on. So uh, yeah, and PC, PC version is also with full English voiceover, which also will be added to Switch version later on. So uh, if you hadn't buy the Switch version yet, I would suggest buying the PC one right now, because it's richer. And, and, but then, of course, if you have a Switch version, this will all come with free update after we will finish launching the game on PC. Because as you know, it's a lot of things to do. Sure.
2: sure. Oh, OK. So are a Nintendo show, um, can you tell us anything about uh, working with Nintendo and, and what's it like to launch a game on the switch? Uh,
3: it teaches you to 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 do things on time because they have a pr- procedures and it helps you to uh, straighten up your design the, sure. uh, the developer, development process because you need to count the response into your developing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but also they are really helpful by. Especially Nintendo of America, which we love working with. They can promote your game. They could, they give us the space on the Switch console. They give us the place on the Nintendo Direct. Um, and also, I think we managed to do a tweet before the, before the social media was silenced for a while. Um, of course, uh, 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 there is, there is a limitation on the promo codes that you have. And also, things take time, but if you count them into your development process, it should, it should be fine. And, and also, uh, from my point of view, it's really easier. It's, it's, it's much easier to talk to press and to gamers about Switch games than the PC game.
1: It it, yeah. it probably helps that they have such a huge fan base as well. Like, there's a lot of people who already own switches. So, I mean, it's I like think, I think yeah. that
3: there's also the problem of volume of games on PC. You have like a thousands of them, and not so many on Switch. So every game can be looked at. And and if you and if you see on the, our reviews the Switch media loved us because we designed the game with the Switch console in mind. Yeah. So so, so it shows that that if you do and if you do implement the switch features or or if you do a game that but we're thinking we thinking switch right they, 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 they will uh, see that
1: did, did you always uh, imagine like the game being portable or being able to be played portable like in development yes
3: yes yes because with i think that that you have this intimate contact with your device when you're reading or watching right now. So either right. you're reading on your Kindle, which is close to you, or either you have your iPhone or other Android phone or iPad, uh, and people tend to like to hold the thing closer, right? So so for me, like having a comic book is was always switch.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Now you mentioned that you were on, and I think you you guys were on one of the directs, right? You were able to be on. Uh...
3: Yeah, we were on Nintendo in the world. I think it was December, right now. Yeah, December.
1: Nice. Was it Was it difficult to get on there, or, or like how how was uh, it? What was that process like?
3: You know what? We were showcasing the game on, I think, two or three paxes before that. And we were always talking to Nintendo and inviting them to come see the game. And they saw the game a couple of times. Uh, and after one pack we got an email from Nintendo to say, hey, guys, would you like to be uh, on Nintendo Direct? Because we really believe in your game and, and you like your adventures.
1: That's that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, that, yeah. Yeah. That, oh. I'm, I'm sure of that Of course you say yes to that, that. you
2: would yeah.
3: say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and I think for us it was a breaking point because then the game the people started to uh, to notice the game uh, and to see it and remember the name and they came to, to say and then when we went to another place to say, okay I saw your game with the direct so so yeah so so for us it was like a huge breakthrough. So I recommend everyone if you can go into indie world do it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I'm sure I'm sure you guys have done well on the eShop. Thus far, it's it seems to be it's, it seems to be a pretty good, pretty good place for indies on on the Switch. Um, yeah, no, though that's awesome that, that you got that they got you into the into the direct. Um, you, you don't have to talk about sales whatsoever, somewhat. But, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I figured you can't, but I mean, you guys are doing it, It's yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's been uh, f- good.
3: We are right? okay. I can say that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I uh, I mean, I came af- I, I came across. Uh, um, the the person the person that I was talking to that, that brought me to you, uh, Christoph, I, I I came across yeah. him on another Nintendo group, just promoting just promo- promoting the game, and I remembered seeing it on the on the direct, but then I had forgotten a second a second about it, but but yeah, no, that, I mean that's how I was able to get a hold of you guys was with through him, just even putting stuff up in a Facebook group, which is which is great, but yeah, no, I mean that's that's awesome that you guys were able to get on on an actual direct. I feel like that would be a big would be a big yeah, would was, be a big yeah. push for it.
3: And it changes our thinking also, so now we know how much the support of first party or huge partner means to the game. So so yeah, right now we know how early you need to talk to, to, these, to these guys to, to make something happen even in the middle of the development.
1: Yeah. Uh, are you, so as far as the DLC that's coming to it, do you think it'll be out this year for Switch? DLC
3: will be out tomorrow. Out oh, for the Switch. Yeah, I think this year maybe maybe even not so far away. Uh but I will know for sure. I won't I don't want to announce because I need to know for sure when we will stop doing the PC for a while. Oh sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, because we have we frozen the PC to do the switch, the, when we launched the switch mm-hmm. and work on the switch and now we need to do PC wise. So tomorrow we are launching, we will see if there are any bugs that need fixing and are critical, if not, we will move to deliver those things into the switch.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, if anybody has it, like you know, stay tuned for that. And I, I follow you guys on Twitter, so I'm sure you'll put it up there once, yeah, once it comes once it comes around. Because yeah, no, I'd, lo- I'd love to play more stuff for that game for sure. Um, I think uh, I think we can move we can switch to uh, Werewolf now if yeah, you if you, yeah. want, <laughs> if you want to talk about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, I, I love talking about Werewolf because it's my it's my game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I really, I really love World of Darkness. So, uh, I'm really excited about doing a, a, a werewolf and the first ever werewolf game uh, that will come out on, on the, on the uh, consoles and PC.
1: So this, so this is coming to Switch for sure, right? At some point, the werewolf uh, game. It
3: would be, I, I can say, I used to be a journalist. So I will say this one quote. It would be a logical step for us. Yeah. If you, if you see mm-hmm. the Wonderlast, our the previous game from different tales, which kind of can remind you of, of, of Werewolf. It is on Switch, but we announced right now on Steam and GOG and Mac, PC, and Linux. Okay. But as I said, the Switch would be a logical step.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, especially, you know, after after all of the good, you know, being, you know, Nintendo yeah. liking you guys yeah. and all that for Liberated, yeah. you know, I'd, I would, yeah. it would make sense. The, the, the other one that you said that was on Switch, that's Liberated, right? Or is there another one that's like the Werewolf one that's different?
3: Uh, the last Travel Stories. Uh, it was, it's a game done by the, our second studio called Different Tales. It was the first game and it's a game about traveling when you travel distant places and just explore the world. So they try to capture the feeling. And what's interesting, uh, with this game is that, um, that the world changes around you based on your emotions. So we track, oh, wow. based, on, based on your choices, we determine your emotional state, and based on your state, we show you the world differently, because the place that you are in can be either like, I don't know, noisy place full of sweaty nerds, right? Or hmm. amazing place full of awesome players and gamers and, and developers.
4: That's I,
3: fascinating. It, 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 yeah. It's, so so. I, I strongly, there's a demo of Wonderlast on Steam, I think. Well, okay. The Bangkok Prelude. You can download it and play, and and the full game is really is, it's really awesome. And we put a lot of work and a lot of research. So, in very fascinating stories from Bangkok, Africa, uh, Antarctica, and uh, the fourth one is uh, let me remember. Uh, 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 Warsaw to Barcelona train the train ride. Yeah, the love story. So, based on this on this new way of narration, new way of, of storytelling. Uh, we put some things from, from Wonderlust and put it into werewolf game. So when you play the demo, which I will send you the keys later on, um, uh, uh you will see that, uh, uh, do you know anything about werewolf or the apocalypse, the world of darkness game?
1: Um, it's a, it's, is it based on a card game or a tabletop game? No, no, Something no. Like it's table, right?
3: table, a ta- tabletop RPG game from the 90s. Yeah. So it, it very good, the werewolves who are like protectors of Gaia who fight to keep our mother earth safe and, and green. And, and the very like main weapon is rage, so the more, the more rage you have, the more things you can do, but of course you are in rage, so you can also destroy stuff. So in our game, when our character gets rage, she of course can do stuff, but also her, cho- her choice is narrow, they're more binary, so you're not empathetic, you won't see many things because you're in this rage mode when you act, 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 right? So panic or fight. So you can spend like in good RPG game, like, and like in werewolf RPG game to, to temper your rage, you must spend the willpower points to either do stuff that you wouldn't do or force yourself to do difficult, difficult, difficult things. And the third thing is that you regain your, you regain your willpower by uh, achieving the goals that you will set for yourself. I think we give you in the demo free options. So either you'll have to. Uh, understand the nature of a forest that, that you, that, that you travel to or find stuff about your family. And the third was, I don't remember right now, but, but we give you the options to choose what your main goal will be. And by following this path, you will regain a willpower. So in a sense, Wonderlust is a more like an interactive book and werewolf for me. And I'm an old RPG player will be like, uh, uh, uh like, like, single-player tabletop RPG session that you play with the computer. So, the computer your storyteller or game master or dungeon master. It tells you a story and asks you what you do, and you tell the computer what you, what, what you are doing, and based on that, the story changes. And because this is a, a, text-based, a, a text-based game, not 3D graphics heavy, that means that we can do a lot of stuff and a lot of options. Uh, so uh, the, the graphics is is done uh, and illustrations are done in that way to support your imagination and the text really changes based on your on your personality and behavior so you can be with different people in different places you cannot see some things you can have no some so options or you can have completely different view of a character and of a game if you read the previews that are right now online on the web you can see that people see that either, the culture was this eco-warrior Maya who came to Poland to protect the forest. Or she was distant, frightened. She didn't know what's happening to her. Mm-hmm. And she was so, like, unfriendly and even the forest didn't like her.
1: How much choice do you get from the beginning? Is You're comparing it to a tabletop game. Yeah. So, like, can you... Uh... Can you like build your own character? Are there like different clans uh, you, you can are, be a part of?
3: Yeah, you are building a character by playing. So there okay. is predetermined predetermined uh, a character called Maya. She's twenty-four. She's American. Uh, but based on your choices, you fill up your character sheet. So we tell you are you brave, cunning, stuff like that. And based on that, you see the world differently and have different options to do. Uh, of course, part of the story is, will be linear. Part will be will be branching. But for us, uh, when we design this game, it's not about the brine chicken ending, but the path you take. And is this different? Because if you see like this traditional visual novel or choose your own adventure, the each playthrough will be the same. You just take the different path, right?
1: Oh, okay. With us, yeah.
3: with yeah. us, we show you the world differently and each place determined on current mood and state.
1: Mm-hmm. Is, now is is there a way to emulate like a rolling of dice? Like is there like battle no, that's no, no. anything like that?
3: No, you do, you just do a choice and we check your stats and tell you can you do it or not. Or you can see that you would can, you would be able to do this if you have this rate or any power points or health.
1: Okay. Like if you had if you had made a certain choice like in in the in the narrative, like yeah. it yeah, okay.
3: And and we even show you on the left side on the text screen when we see the game. That this fragment of the text was rewritten because of that. Okay. So, so if we even show you why this has been changed, so you know how 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 much you are influencing the game and, and choices and what's happening around you.
1: Was Was there any uh, does, any like art people that uh worked on this and liberated or is it a different no, it's, company? No, uh,
3: as a walkabout games, we uh, we became we started as a studio investor. We set up two, two, two studios. Uh, and then later on, it turned out that our games are so <laughs> so innovative, and nobody wants to publish them. So we be, we became the publisher also for for them. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm talking about Liberated and and Wondolas and now Werewolf. Uh, but they're two separate teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the art in the werewolf is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I strongly advise you to go watch the some previews because we sent the code to some YouTubers. So around the dem- the de- the full press demo is 30 minutes. We allowed people to record around ten because we don't want to spoil the fun for the rest of you. When we probably, and I and I say probably, uh, will will make the demo public later on, uh, so you will have your fun also.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was, I did watch, uh, I watched some of those playthroughs of, of the preview just to get an idea of what the game was. So it, I, yeah, yeah, I think it definitely looks really cool. And uh, just really quick on the on the wander on the wanderlust thing, if anybody wants to try it out on Switch, there is a demo available for that. So
3: yeah, there should so be demo so can... on Switch, and it's demo. There's a demo on Steam, and uh, there's an iPhone version, and I think there's a standalone expansion called Wanderlust Trans on Android. Even so, I think we covered every major platform except the consoles.
1: Nice, yeah, and it's a. Uh, and it's forty nine or fourteen ninety nine regularly. So I, I definitely want to check out that other one to, to get a, to get an idea of it. And uh, yeah, Were, Werewolf sounds really
3: cool. Yeah, you, just- it's really cool. Believe me, if you played RPG games, you will feel like you are playing playing them right now. I think it's in the base. It is a visual novel and a text based game, but you will see that for me, it's an RPG. And, and I play RPGs from, I bought my Vampire the Masquerade in 94 and my Warhammer in, I think, 92.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, there I, you go. I didn't do, I haven't done much with uh, Werewolf, but I do remember Vampire the Masquerade. And I used to play a lot of uh, Jihad, the card game yeah. when, when I was in high school. So I was wondering if it had anything to do with that, because I always thought that was
3: pretty cool. Yeah, so so there was like magic a of the Gathering for Werewolf called, I think, Rage, as it was called. Uh yeah, so it's the same universe like vampire vampires uh, the werewolves hate vampires and then kill them mm-hmm. and the, the, it's a game like the, the vampire cannot be seen by the werewolf, so it's a way to to survive are
1: are there any vampires in the werewolf game
3: we are doing the origin story, so we are focusing on werewolves this time
1: oh okay. Are you guys planning on doing DLC for that as well, for the Werewolf game?
3: We need to finish the game to see. Yeah. We would love to work more uh, with World of Darkness because, as I said, all of us love the setting and I think we really get it and we feel really confident and strong doing the World of the game. And and I think any World of Darkness game. So we did an expansion for uh, uh called Transiberian. Uh, so we'll see. We would love to do it right now. We just revealed the game like a week ago, less than a week ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and send out the first demo. Now we're getting feedback from from the media, uh, what works, what doesn't work, and we will be working on the game to make it even better after the first batch of
2: previews. Nice. Do you so, guys have a release window for the game?
3: Yeah, it's Q4, uh, and we, we and and it will be for sure Q, Q4. Uh, and I honestly don't know when, which month, because it will be really crowded spot space uh, in November. So we need to later on in the year really do a hard thinking when to launch the game, right? Mm-hmm. Because sure. you have like two two consoles, Assassin's Creed, and, and, and every this big budget games which will cover all of the space of the media and all the time over years. So and our game is small. It's an awesome game. On an awesome IP, but still, I think we are not as strong as PlayStation, Xbox, Assassin, and all those things. A lot to go up against, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah for sure. You yeah, know, I figured. So, that. so, ra-
3: so, right now, the game will be ready. When it will be out, it will be at, uh, uh, just looking at the calendar.
2: Yeah, you- something that's cool is that now with games, uh, especially indie games, they can sort of, from my perspective, they have long legs. You know, like. I, for instance, just bought Celeste this week. Oh. Um, it just came down to the right price for, for me. Um, yeah. You know, That was a game that came out two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a little bit more opportunity for, for studios to, to have longer legs I, than that.
3: I, I, if you know, it really depends on the game. Um, because uh, sometimes the game just doesn't make it because there are too many games on the market. And, and mm-hmm. there will be even more games now because making games are easier and easier mm-hmm. and more people can do it. And it's amazing. But still, if more people can do it, there's more in the market. And sometimes, sure. and, and, sometimes you have to ask yourself, is, uh, is spending, uh, is buying 60 games for one dollar better than, than playing $60 for one game? Or maybe right. should, should I buy Game Pass or other subscription service or maybe yeah. Google Stadia, or, uh, stuff like that? So I think it will be, and, um, Times will be tougher for smaller guys like us uh, because people, for sure, many people want to just buy to play games, and they want to play games in the subscription services. Mm -hmm. But, But it will be tougher to get into and to be noticed, and it's a problem for indie games because because either you hit the sweet spot. For us, we are using awesome IP which people love and and recognize. I can instantly see it comparing to Liberty, which is our own IP. That it is much easier to operate on the known mm-hmm. known brand, uh, and this is of course no brainer. But for me, it's like wow, it's so much easier right now. Uh, uh, but without that, I don't know. It will be it will, it will be hard because people people will buy what's new and shiny and big. Yeah.
1: And, and I would also think that it would be difficult on, on the indie, on the indie side or like with steam, like just to kind of get buried. Like, um, if, especially on the switch, I know like, it's like, you know, like every, every week there's like a good, like 20 some games. So it's like, you want to make yeah. sure and stand out above all the other ones because it's, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of them on there, but I mean, I think, uh, I, I mean, I think you guys will, I mean, liberated definitely stood out to me and, uh, and I definitely want to yeah, check we, out Wanderlust well. We Wander can see the reception well.
3: and how many reviews we've got, and what discussions were about the game. So we are pretty happy that we that we were visible. Our game changed something, right? Mm-hmm. People discuss the formula, people discuss the story, people discuss the art style. Uh, uh, so, so, so I, I think we we did a good job in there. And and with Werewolf, I think it will be even better because even from the start, people are really, really into this game and really hype for it. Hyped for it. Like I was on yesterday on this, but uh, we were both our games, like Liberated and Werewolf, were on the Twitch Gaming Show, which was seen by twenty-three thousand people. Nice, like concurrent viewers on, on during the show. So so and and they were excited. So so yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. And we'll definitely, I mean, we'll definitely keep up to date with it on here on this show. And I think everybody should check it out. I'll send you a key
3: after the show to the, to the werewolf.
1: Oh, oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thank you very much. Um, is, is there anything else, uh, is there anything else you want to say about, uh, Liberated uh, or werewolf here? We're I mean, liberated,
3: uh, please see the game and let us know what you think because for us, it was a huge bet that it's worth to do something innovative like Playboy graphic novel. Get gamers and players always complain that, that all the games are the same. So our games aren't. <laughs> tell us, the, tell us that that it was worth it. Uh, and try the game. Try the free demo or buy the game. They they aren't so expensive. I think uh, the will be twenty bucks with twenty percent discount tomorrow. Um, uh, 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 so it's worth it's worth to see how you can mix two genres uh, and read the previews of the werewolf. It, I, I promise it will be a good game. It is the first, not maybe the first, but I, I told him it might be the first or second video game about World of Darkness, which is not set in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So our game is set in Poland, in the last primeval forest of Europe. Yeah. So 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 you can by playing. You can learn something about other cultures because it's Perfect. an amazing forest where you can find like graves from 2000 years ago, places of power, magical spots, stuff like that. And, and all the stuff that you will see in the demo, it's real. It, it's based on something that actually was there or was believed to be there.
2: Cool. Well, uh, Thanks. Yeah. on that aspect, so I'm Polish myself, so yeah, in, interested in... <laughs> oh, the-
3: so <laughs> you, you will know how to say Vieta. <laughs> Oh, sure.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't speak Polish, but yeah, I'm Polish. My, uh,
1: my wife is Polish as well. So, um, uh, thanks for being on the show, Peter. Um, everyone who's listening to this, please, uh, go check out liberated and, uh, wanderlust as well on switch and keep an eye on a werewolf on, on steam and, and other, uh, and other computer things like that. I think, I think they all look great. And thank you very much for coming on the show and talking to us about them. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That was a cool interview. Thanks thanks again, Peter, for uh coming on and talking to us about all that stuff.
0: Wish you could have been there. That that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I I I thought it came out really well. And uh, you know, we'll we'll talk more about werewolf as it as it uh progresses and all that stuff. Hopefully it does end up coming to Switch. And I'm excited about that DLC stuff for Liberated to come to Switch. That'd be cool. So yeah, let's start off the show like we normally do and talk about games we got. Yeah, so uh I don't think, I don't think I got, well, I did get a new game. I got liberated. That's a, I got that last week to play it before, uh, before we talked to, uh, Peter. And, uh, I actually ran into, um, was that Christoph was the, was one of the other developers that I ended up talking to about this. And it was, uh, another thing like he posted on a Nintendo group that we were in about the game and asked everybody in the comments what they thought of it. And I was like, hey, do you want to come talk to us about it? And we've been talking about the interview for like a week or so and that's how it came to. But uh Liberator is a really cool game. It's a uh, it's a mixture of like um of like an interactive novel, comic book and a 2D action game. It actually felt a lot like a Super Nintendo game to me. Like a like a Super Nintendo game but much more, you know, but obviously a lot better looking than any Super Nintendo could have been at the time. But it reminded me of like stuff like Blackthorn, you know, like Flashback, like those type of games, like like 2D, like 2D action puzzler games. And, uh, it's cool. It's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's on the short side, but it's, but this, it's very well written. Um, there's four, com- there's four issues that you go through of comics and it, and they actually, the pages turn like you move from like panel to panel in it. So it's not as like intensive as like, um, it, it's, it's, it's not like a comic, comic zone. comic zone, but it is kind of like the same thing where you're looking at a, you're looking at a page and your person is moving inside of the page. And there's also, like, different – in the first issue, there's different choices you can make. And I made a choice that, like, skipped a whole page. Like, and if I would have made a different different choice, I would have had another page to go through. So it kind of, like, shows you, like, sort of where the path would go and all that. But, no, I definitely recommend it, and everyone should check it out. I think he mentioned something possibly in the interview saying something about a sale coming up. I don't know if that was just for for Steam or for Switch as well, so keep an eye out for that. But
2: I thought you mentioned
1: a couple days ago that it was going to be on sale. I mean he mentioned but it I- he mentioned it in the interview that said that there was gonna be a that there was gonna be a sale in a couple of yep. days, but I don't know if that meant Steam or Switch. So Okay. So keep an eye out for that. But aside from that, um so after you know, after we watched the Nintendo Direct Mini last week, I've been thinking a lot about the uh, Shin Megami Tensei stuff that we saw on there. And it's just kind of been something that's been like rolling through my head. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't really know that much about the Shin Megami Tensei straight up games. Like I know about the spinoffs, you know, Persona and like stuff like that, but I don't know anything about the regular games. So I've been like, I have kept like thinking about it. I was like, man, maybe I should get one. Cause I know I've been like so close to getting Shin Megami Tensei 4 on 3DS multiple times because it's like, it's considered like a classic one. Like it's only 1999. Like it's, it's half off now, you know. Um, select. it's like a 3DS select You could buy it digitally for that price. So it's kind of like been something I've been looking at for a while. So, uh, I was like, man, I want to play a Shin Megami Tensei game. And, and I realized, I basically realized, I'm like, you know, I, you know, I already have kind of a Shin Megami Tensei game. So I started playing, uh, I broke out the old Wii U <laughs> and I started playing, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions again. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird to not play, the, I, cause I hadn't played the Switch for like two days and it felt so wrong. Cause I was just playing the Wii U. But yeah, no, I've been I've been playing uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions again. I originally you know, I originally vowed to I I decided I was gonna stop playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions because I think I, I think I did it right when the Switch was unveiled and there was a there was a trailer for Shin Megami Tensei Five. And me stupidly thought that Shin Megami Tensei five was gonna come out soon for the Switch, and I had this whole idea where I was gonna do like I'm like, I'm gonna stream it on Twitch and I'll like stream the end of Tokyo Mirage Sessions as like a countdown to Shin Megami Tensei 5 and then I'll just wait till then cuz I think I'm almost at the end and that was my idea and of course Shin Megami Tensei like went away for years and uh now it's finally unveiled it's you know it's unveiled its head again in in the mini so i was like well i should just go back and do Tokyo Mirage sessions and uh thankfully that game is fairly is fairly like it's somewhat linear so you can kind of you can kind of easily figure out like where you were, and where you were going. I was going to
0: say, you, when's the last time you played
1: that? Uh, my last save was from 2016. Oh my goodness. Which was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it came out in 2015. But yeah, that's the last time I played it. But I have... I mean, I have a good, like... I had like a good 30 hours in there saved. Actually, I think I had a little bit less, because I'm at 35 hours now on the save. But yeah, it's... um. It's it may be streamlined, but the but the the combat is still incredibly difficult. Like I did find myself dying a lot of times. And the thing about that game in particular, I don't know if it works. Actually, I think it does for it definitely does for Persona, so it probably does for Shin Megami Tensei as well. But every time you die, you have to go back to whenever you saved last. So you got to save like crazy in that game. Like I've been like save basically saving after every single fight that I do. Like whenever I'm in a new area. Because you can see, you can see the guys moving around the map, the guys that you fight in the turn-based battles. But sometimes there's these ones that are like way more powerful than everyone else, and they move faster. And if you're not careful, those guys will come in and kick your ass in like in like a round. So I mean, like, and they and I'm talking like they'll knock you out in one hit. Like it's that, like it's that bad. So you gotta you gotta pay attention to what's happening because you might you could easily fuck up and lose like two hours of. Play If you weren't paying attention, you know, I don't think there's any auto saving in the game. So if anybody's, uh, it's the one to play that game, that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fun to play again. It's, it, it, I find it soothing because, uh, you know, because a lot of the places were places that Jess and I went to when we were in Tokyo. So they go, you can go to Harajuku and like walk down the main strip there. That was where we found a really cool record store. It was kind of tucked in the back, so I can't see where that record store would be. But we we talk we walked we get to walk the strip of Harajuku, which is kind of like um it's kind of like fashion district of Tokyo, and that's cool to see. And of course, you can go to Shibuya, which we had a terrible experience with, but it's less crowded in the game, so you know. But it, it's just it's just cool to like uh to play around with it, and it's very much you know there there's like little hints of like persona in there but it's i think it's more shin Megami tensei than than uh than that but of course there's also like you know there's fire emblem stuff in there like all of your basically all of your uh personas in the game are fire emblem characters or they're called like mirages but yeah so that's that's a cool game to play again i'm hoping to i was like you know maybe maybe after i beat this one then i'll look into getting some shin Megami tensei stuff and i actually have a I believe we'll have a guest next week of, of a person who's actually more experienced with the Shin Megami Tensei series to come on and talk to us about that. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. But um I,
0: I should play that game because I own it.
1: You should play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I think it's a great game. I think it's an incredible game.
0: It's one of my sealed games that I own.
1: Yeah, play. it's still better than Color Splash. <laughs> it came out the same year, and and it was my game of the year of that year. It's true. It's a much more complicated game than any of the Paper Mario games ever were. That's for sure. So I mean. Yeah, the the battle system is cool, but it's it's like very much like uh, personas like this as well. It's it's almost and it's also like Pokemon, where a lot of it is all about like types and like doing the right move at the right time. Because in Tokyo Mirage Sessions, if you do if you do a move that is the type that's strong against whatever you're fighting, you get all of your characters will go at once. So you get like three moves out of one move. So you want to try to like work it around that, and it it'll tell you like which ones. Which ones are like strong against it, but you have to have used them once. Like if you come to a, if you come to an enemy that you've never seen before, you have to actually test all of your, all of your different type of moves on it before it will tell you what's, what it's weak and strong against. So you do have to try that out, but it will like save it. So like, if you come back to another one, it'll tell you like, this one is weak to lightning or this one is weak to ice, fire. And it has like the weapon triangle in it as well from like Fire Emblem. So it's like, this one's weak to like, uh, to axes and swords and, uh, spears and stuff like that. So. And and you can like upgrade your spirits as well that are that are with you the fire emblem guys you can change their classes and stuff so yeah it's it's cool that's I still think it's really good and it's got a great soundtrack it's all you know it's all about like idols, so slash actors, so you get to go to, like, TV sets and, like, movie sets and stuff like that, and the stories are all about, like, you trying to get this role on this TV show or whatever, but the director's an asshole because he has, like, this mirage that lives inside him, so you have to go inside of his brain and, like, rid him of all these evil creatures, which is very much like how the Persona games are, so it's kind of, that's kind of the idea of it, but it's, it's cool to play it again, like, it's been, like, my game that I just want to play whenever I have time to play, so... So yeah, it's it. Maybe that'll coax you to open it and give it a try. If you, if your Wii U had ever gotten reconnected after the move, you know, I'm sure that wouldn't be one that you set up first out of all, out of all your systems.
0: I have not set it up yet, but I do plan on having it set up in the living room because we like to play classic Wii games and uh, you know all the shooting games and stuff. And so I, I like to have that set up in the living room with the sensor bar on that TV backwards compatible yep exactly so she also had uh shauna has a wii we've never actually played her wii at her house or whatever but she has a wii and she has some other games too that we've just never busted out but she's also got some uh super nintendo games that we've got access to now and yeah we have all the donkey kong countries now cart in cartridge form nice but um she has some like just dance games i've not tried on the wii that we might bust out Play together and yeah, I'll have the Wii U set up pretty pretty soon before you know it. And now the way the yeah, I've started to get my setup together and that seems like a good game to play from the living room.
1: Yeah, well, just dance. You need more space. Or like, you guys are in an apartment. Yeah, we have a house. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they got a house. They got a yard. They got a yard now. Oh right, yeah, yeah that's that's right. right. He's mowing yeah, the lawn and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have, uh, suburbanite a three bedroom house. So we each have our own office, and then the bedroom, and then we have a sunroom. It's pretty nice. We have a back, door, we have like a porch, a yard.
1: Nice porches are great. Porches is something that uh we really really miss having in the quarantine here, because it'd be nice mm-hmm. to have somewhere for us to hang out outside that like isn't at a public place, you know. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice I, to just sit outside and have a beer or something instead of just sitting in the living room and have a beer <laughs> like we like we've been doing, you know. Just be nice to have something to somewhere to sit. I mean, we have a backyard, but our backyard's kind of trashy.
2: Maybe so, next week, Jeremy can do the episode from outside. We could kind of like bask in the presence <laughs> of his backyard from zoom and pretend that we're there. Yeah. It's
0: I mean, not yeah. like it's not an actual backyard. It's more of a side yard.
1: Uh, whatever. it's still outside. If it, if it has like an porch chair, you can stand on then you've, uh, then you've won.
0: Right. But I do have an actual like uh deck style porch that has room for chairs and a yep. table and stuff to sit on and, I'll eventually have a bigger grill that I'll put out there. It's going to be nice.
1: Cool. So, moving on from uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. What was it? I played. I played Bug Fables a little bit more. I, st- I still like that game, but I, I kind of got lost. I'm like in an area where I don't really know where to go. It's actually happened a couple times in that game, and I've also kind of noticed it is like it is very much like the the old Paper Mario games, but I think that's kind of some of it's to a detriment to that to that game because. I guess I've played so many RPGs that let you like warp wherever you want to go, and I forgot that you can't that you can't do that in Paper Mario games, or at least you mm-hmm. c- weren't able to in the previous ones. I don't know if the new one has that or not, but you have to like. I mean, everything is connected. You got to go through one area to another one, and there is like shortcuts, but it's not just like. Right. I'm kind of used to stuff like you know, like Crosscode or well, like code or Xenoblade, where it's like you can just like point right to the, you can like go right to any part of the map pretty much whenever you want, and you mean, just like even, you know, go there.
0: Breath of the Wild's not a true RPG but I mean that game But you really can do it in fun. there too yeah. Like you can go wherever you want anytime if you've been there
1: before. I mean even when I was, there were points on animal crossing where I'm like man I wish there was a warp in this I don't want to walk to that other area. I do wish you
0: could like <laughs> why can't warp pipes be an item in that game?
1: Yeah and you could just set or up be you a warp to one there. area. Yeah that'd yeah. be great. But I mean but yeah it's like a I don't know. I I was kind of I was noticing that that it was like Paper Mario and then I started thinking about old Paper Mario games and I'm like I'm like, did I read? I'm like, did I ever really actually like those games that much, or did I only like them because there was a big void in that system at the time of RPGs? And and right now we have a wealth of RPGs on the Switch, so maybe that's why I don't care as much for for the new one, or it's just like there's not a place for it right now in in what I'm playing, you know? So, but I I still I still want to play more more bug Bug fables. I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, I don't know what to do, and I'm like, I think I feel like I've gone everywhere, so.
0: Oh, uh, you're, yeah, you're stuck.
1: Also, I was thinking about all this Shin Megami Tensei stuff, so I started doing that. And I had to play Liberated, which was my beat of the week for the week, so I got another one of those in the can for Liberated. Did
0: you feel any specific way after you beat it?
1: I like the ending. It has a nice surprise ending that's, that's cool that I don't want to say anything about, because... I don't want to spoil it, but the ending is, I mean, the whole game, the, the, we talk about it on in the interview, but the game has been, you know, they've been, in, it's been in development for like three years, but the fact that the game is about like, you know, uh, government oppression and like, uh, you know, it's, it, it's basically what we're living in right now. Like it's, it's a sci-fi novel, but it's now. So, and the ending very much seems like how it would actually happen if those events did happen. So it's, it's cool. It was kind of one of those things that I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, if you want to spoil it, I streamed it on Twitch. You can check it there. But, yeah. Um, I started playing Night in the Woods again with Jess because um, I was doing a WRT Radio Live on Saturday, and I was doing an indie episode, and I had a song on there from Night in the Woods, and I would like, forgotten about that game. And, you know, the Die Anywhere Else, which is, like, one of my favorite songs in that game. And uh, we started playing it because I thought she might be into it. And, yeah, we'd just been kind of running around uh, doing different stuff, and... I know, wasn't there like, wasn't there like some controversy with the creator of that that we talked about in the past? Do you you remember? Of Night in the Woods? Yeah, he died. Yeah. He died? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did.
2: Oh, I think he committed suicide.
0: Yeah, there is some, some pretty salacious, or salacious is the right word. It, it, It was bad stuff that he was being accused of. And yeah, yeah, it was not, it's not pretty.
1: Yeah, I could I remember there was something involved with it. But regardless of that, I, I still like the game. I think it's I think it hits home more than it did before because I feel like a new feeling of stuckness where I felt like you know, it's the story is about May who's who drops out of school and she's stuck in this crappy town, you know, with no future whatsoever.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh that's kind of the same thing. I mean, Chicago isn't a crappy town, but I'm also I'm also stuck here with no sort of future as of right now, as I can tell. So, I mean, it, it hit a lot harder this time, but uh, yeah, no, I, th- I, I kind of like, wonder what yeah. going
0: back to that game would be like now yeah. knowing like, of course, all the controversy and the, the all the tragedy surrounding it in the yeah. real world. And then just also, like you said, like what we're going through now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it might be worth a revisit. Yeah.
1: Time. But I thought, I thought Jess would like it because there's not really, you know, you can't die in it. There's not a whole lot of pressure like to do, and you can kind of do different things, even though you don't have. I noticed that you don't have as much freedom in it as you would think. Like we did, she went to the party, and like she's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to get drunk, but you have to. Like you have to get her drunk, like for the story mm-hmm. to progress and stuff like that. But
0: that's sort of that character's thing.
1: Yeah, that's kind of yeah. So it's not fully open ended, but also it's. I, I forgot. It's I forgot how pretty it is. Like it still looks really good and all that, but. Yeah, no, she's been enjoying it, so we'll probably we'll play more of that. I mean, we'll, at least we'll play it all the way through. I am sure it's not that long; it's only like eight hours. So, so yeah, there is. I forgot to mention it last week, but there is a there is a free fighting game on Switch called Fantasy Strike. Oh yeah, it's um, it's uh, I I basically played through the tutorial mode and then and then like didn't want to play it after that because it seemed <laughs> way too complicated for what I was expecting. I was hoping it was just kind of be like a Street Fighter type game, but it's like it's it's kind of more like. Smash Brothers in the in the way that you like just hit a button in a direction to do a move, but it also has like its own like sort of weapon triangle thing in there like Final Fan like uh not Final Fantasy like Fire Emblem you know so where it's like if you do this move at this time but the other person does this they'll reverse you and it's incredibly complicated like for a free game but it looks good I think it's it looks a lot like the new soup like the new uh, Street Fighter like the Street Fighters um. Street Fighter Four and Five games like that art style, also like the new Samurai uh, Samurai Showdown, so it looks good. It's worth fucking around with if you want a free fighting game. I didn't get online because I felt my brain was kind of exploding by how, by how complex the game was. Whereas, like once I got through all the tutorial stuff, I'm like, I have no idea what to do now. But if if uh I don't know if you want like a strategic fighting game where you don't have to remember move sets necessarily, it's an interesting one to check out. Like I had, I had just seen people talking about it on Twitter, so I checked it out um I played around with that. I played Curse of the Moon 2 some more. I realize I'm stuck on that too because that game's incredibly hard and I'm kind of in a level that I can't progress through. And uh there's actually a new upda- update that's coming out like today that's making it's the a game a new update? <laughs> nice. There's a new <laughs> There's a new <laughs> update coming out today that's making the game even harder. So, for anybody who thinks that it's too easy and thinks that I suck at it, there's uh, <laughs> they're adding a legend mode or legend style which will basically add more enemies to the game from what I saw of the footage. So if you thought this game was too tough, well, what if there was another enemy that was shooting stuff at you while you're trying to beat a boss? That's basically what they did. So, yeah. But I mean, I hope to get through it. But yeah, I was really, I was just not, I liked the game. I was just not, I was not progress, progressing anywhere. So I'm like, uh um, uh, we played more Billion Road. That's that's still fun. The multiplayer game. I played the single player for a while. I actually was able to beat two of the Nemesis, which are the giant Godzilla characters that come to Tokyo to destroy. It. And I never actually destroyed any of them. But there's this one monster that you get that will. It's like it only the, it rolls a die that only has ones and eights on it, and if you land an eight, you'll automatically kill a bo- kill one of those monsters. So I did that, and I also got a I got an award for having a hundred. 100 pieces of property in the game, which is insane. I didn't know I had that many. But, yeah, I mean, it's it has, like, a single-player mode that has, like, 99 years in it or something like that. And I think I'm, like, 10 years into it or something. But it's still, it's still pretty cool. Um, the main thing, or not the main thing, but just came out today hot off the press. The Animal Crossing update is out. And I have to say, my big takeaway about it is why the fuck did they do? You have to like do dream ad, the dream address in there. I'm really upset about that. If you, yeah, have, I don't quite get it. If if you, like, yeah. If anybody didn't see it, this is part of our news, but we'll talk about it now because I played it. Um, if anybody didn't see there, there was a two minute there's a two minute update video on YouTube about it, and it's like, oh cool, we're gonna bring this dream suite in there from from uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. I'm like, cool. So we it updated at about like nine o'clock tonight. And Jess and I were messing around with it. And they basically, they send you a dream bed in the, in the mail. You have to put the dream bed in your house. You can't use it in the town anywhere. I already tried that. Didn't work. So I basically took out one of my beds and replaced it with the dream bed. But once you get in there, the only way like the dream, you know, the dream suite, used to be a way for you to visit like random towns that you've never been to and just see how they built their towns and all that. But, uh, and it wasn't like this in the 3DS one. The 3DS one, you could actually go to random towns. But this one, you have to have a 12-digit number to go somewhere, which is kind of like, why? Like, I don't understand.
2: Like, what's the difference between this and a friend could and actually visiting exactly. this person's island, right? I know it's yeah. a fake version of the island and you can't take stuff or whatever. Yeah.
1: Like, what is the point? I guess, I mean, one, one th- difference you could say is that the person doesn't have to be in their island for you to be there. But also it seems like – and you also and you also can't like look at your friend list and just like go to their island, like even if they've been to your island.
2: Yeah, I've got a friend list already. Why can't I just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, go to my friend's island and yeah. dream island or whatever. This is like – I was totally confused after I got on and I realized you can't do random. What What is the point if you can't do random?
1: yeah i thought i thought it was gonna be like a replacement for the for the street pass you know like in the three d s one you pass oh, somebody there's no
2: random
0: there's, no' random
1: there's no random you can't go to a mystery island or a mystery I've town or played, whatever
0: yeah i've only i was playing it while Trey and I were sitting here but i played about five minutes of it and uh i haven't actually done anything i just got through but i am at i am at your island john i it's oh you are right okay now, i put in the code that you posted in slack so Yeah, I I went to to check that out here in
1: a second. I I went to Jess's island, and she was playing also, but she wasn't there. But we were both in the house, and we couldn't see each other. It was like it's like I'm a ghost, and like and like you go around and talk to the villagers, and they all say that you're in their dream, like you're just dream person. I'm like, this is weird. This is really weird. And I see bugs, and I try to catch them, but I got no tools. Like they don't let you take anything with you. You have nothing in your pockets. You can you can like you know you can pick stuff up the ground like shells, but. That doesn't come back with you; it all disappears.
0: So are you just? Well, I guess it wouldn't be happening in real life.
1: Yeah, uh, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be happening in real life. It's a uh, yeah. It's 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 such a. It made more sense when you could just go to places randomly. That would make. So it's
0: like Animal Crossing is already like a simulation where you can like hang out, hang out with your friends. This is like a simulation of the simulation.
1: Yeah, I was also trying to figure out Luna. So Luna is the character that takes you to the. To the dream world and i never really mm-hmm. i never really noticed how she's like i don't know she's like got a body she's got like curves and stuff like she's the only animal in animal crossing that has like sex appeal i don't know Since you're dreaming about her
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well i was like i was like is it because she's dreamy is i'm like i'm like is she i'm like maybe she's from another dimension and animal crossing is her dream world Ooh. but i just found that kind of weird because you know all of the animals are, are fairly like uh non-binary like the characters the characters are and she's i don't know i didn't notice it i mean she was in the 3ds one but it's like i was like oh wow she's uh she's got boobs you know i don't know it's it's maybe i'm the only one that finds that weird but it's like the you know nobody else has like
0: i mean it's worth definition
1: noting, to their bodies really they're the, kind of just stands
0: out because I, I do remember reading like i can't remember anymore but you know when everything was when Isabel was getting so popular in the memes and stuff online, and it's like they, they were saying that Isabel was slightly sexy in her like model, more just like, she's a little bit curvier, but like, then you look at Luna and Luna's like,
1: and Luna's Luna. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Luna's straight up. Like here's boobs. Well, Luna,
1: Luna reminds me of that super. I mean, she was in shield, right? But one of the trainers, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is, like, very curvy in Pokemon. Oh, right, uh-huh. Yeah, she kind of reminds me of that character.
0: The, the Snow Lady. Yeah. Uh-huh, I know you're talking
1: about. Yeah, so it's very much like, I don't know, it's it's just kind of strange that it was like... It's weird. She's did... an anteater, right? Yeah.
0: it's but... like
1: a sexy anteater. <laughs> exactly. <you thought>. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever would have made it that.
0: With, like, this really fl- yeah phallic face.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, she just kind of walks in, and I'm like, oh, hey, hey, how's it going?
0: So maybe that still keeps her <laughs> androgynous in that regard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I did I guess I didn't notice it. Didn't notice it as much on the on the 3ds, but maybe because it's on the TV now, I was like, oh okay. And also, there's a little there's a little gyroid bong guy like in the corner I of the bed. Cool. Yeah, so you get so we did see didn't see see a little. Well, whenever you get in your dream bed and there's like the clouds around you, there's a little gyroid in the corner that has like smoke coming out the top. So,
0: like incense or something. Yeah, I've yeah. Got the, that's what I'm on that's where i'm I'm still laying in the bed with the gyroid next to me on John's Island currently mm-hmm. in my uh my my switch is sleeping and i and within the game my your character <laughs> character is sleeping and is visiting a fake version of john's island
1: mm-hmm. and also okay. also City with
0: the simulation dogs <laughs> and other animals
1: also with the update there's gonna be uh fireworks happening on uh on Sundays and customizable fireworks. So I'm hoping to see a whole lot of exploding penises on, on Twitter. Uh, from I that, saw a so. friend of
0: the show, Fuchsia was uh, talking about uh, clear pixels. That being kind of an important thing for being able to make better fireworks than you could on the 3ds.
1: Oh, is that what, is that what's happening? Cause I figured that you would, you'd be able to diet design something similar to like making a shirt, but it's a pattern that explodes mm-hmm. in the sky. Cause you can make your own fireworks and shoot them off and all that. And there's like sparklers and stuff that you can get. But I guess this is going to be a Sunday night thing and it's going to be, you know, held by Red. Red is like in charge of it. I wish I could buy some fucking paintings from him because that asshole hasn't been in my town for like a month and I'm pissed off. Like, come on, man. <laughs> what's, what's your deal? <laughs> Why aren't you showing up? I need to buy, I got, I got money to, I got money to spend, man. Let me get, let me get some art. Get some art from my museum. I've got enough.
0: Yeah, I don't see much of him. I did actually get I received a painting as a letter. Well it was a gift and a letter from one mm. of my villagers. If you guys had that happen.
1: Oh wow, no. No.
0: Yeah, I had a I was given a painting that I was like, wait, what? And I took it to the museum and Blathers was like, Hey, thanks. Mm. Whatever, you know, whatever he does. So I was kind of like taken aback by that. I was like, wait, red had nothing to do with that. I just got that.
1: Yeah, cut him out of the system.
0: I also Something had the shirt. other day. I guess it was last week. I I Red came to my town, and I think all the paintings were legit because I got on the little website.
1: Oh yeah, no, I had that happen to me too, where they were all right, (laughs) but they only let you buy one, so Mm -hmm. it sucks. Like when they're all good, yeah, because yeah, I was angry about that. I was like,
0: oh, all these are good.
1: Actually, Jess, Jess came to my town and bought one, so she she did get one. So we were able to get more than one.
0: I should have thought about that. I should have. Looked.
1: I guess I could have told you guys to come there too. And you could have bought some. And I could have done the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, keep a lookout if you see red and see some good stuff. Cause I'm it's, it annoys me that I don't I haven't, I feel like I haven't seen him since that time that he came and Everything was real. So, and I, that could have been two months by now. I mean, you know, time is weird nowadays. So who knows, who knows what, when it was, but yeah,
0: that's well, at least be able to like have more information about what we think about the fireworks next week. Yeah, so obviously we can't even check
1: that. Out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the only thing we could really do is the Dream Suite, and they're also, I guess they've they've um, they've updated the the uh, cloud save. I mean, I wonder if that has something to, that must have something to do with the Dream Suite, right? Because you can go in there and upload your suite to the internet, and then they give you a number that you can share with people. Mm-hmm. And in and in the three so- in, in the three DS one, they would pay you to do that. You would make money off of that. And that's how they tried to get everyone to get their town into the internet, so that's how you could go and visit random towns. So it's so weird that they didn't that they took that out. What were you gonna say? I thought you said I thought you were gonna say something. Nope. Oh. I thought I thought you said I thought I, said, I thought you said something while I was talking. But yeah, that's 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 what I've been doing. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I've been doing. Um yeah, I mean the saving in the cloud thing's cool.
0: About time, maybe she'll bring her Twitter account back. <laughs> the director of the game who's Oh yeah, yeah. I she asked about cloud saves?
1: I was gonna say, is she is, is she getting abused online like a lot of people? Uh, you know, should not be abused.
2: She is. Yeah, it was a news item, but she deleted her Twitter account this week. Mm-hmm. That's a shame, man.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I, it was like, here's your fucking cloud saves. I'm out of here.
1: Yeah. Fuck I'm you. Of I'm second. off. Yeah. But I'm good. You guys can talk about stuff.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, I can go through what I've been playing. A little, uh, there's not a lot this week. As I alluded, I've moved to a house and I'm in the process of moving. So it's just been weird. And that's why I wasn't in the uh, interview earlier. I was doing a bunch of real life stuff that sucks because it's not video games. But I thought I tried to think about it like video games and sometimes it makes it a little easier. Like when I was mowing the lawn today, I was thinking about like Stardew Valley a little bit. Uh-huh. You don't really mow the lawn in Stardew Valley, but I was like, I want my farm to look nice. So I got to make sure the lines are straight. I mow so I was sort of, I was sort of trying to pull it in a little bit trying to make it fun. Trying to to gamify gamify it. Yeah. Yeah, As I was sweating, sweating and uh, (laughs) grass was sticking to me because the, uh, the shoot of the lawnmower fell off, but I digress. Uh, Mostly I've just been paying, playing paper Mario. I still like it. And you know, I was, you know, last week when we had Asa on, I kind of came into that conversation being a bit more skeptical about the game. And I don't know. Something about talking to him and hearing what he thought of it and kinda like sort of like trying to enjoy it a little more myself since then. It has been a nice reprieve, I would say, like with all this stress of moving and all the stuff I have to do and these oh, this huge deadline looming over me on when I have to be done with everything. Um Paper Mario is a nice respite. Like it 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 just it's just a it's I really think it's an example of a game that's perfect for now. Like I wouldn't put it quite on the level of Animal Crossing or Breath of the Wild. Like, mm. those are two games that came into my life. And, and uh, well, another one, but John will talk about later. These are games that came into my life at like the perfect times and were great. And Paper Mario is like a little t- t- tub of ice cream in the freezer. At the end of the day, I'm like, I'm gonna have a little ice cream. Oh, sure. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about the game, you know? Um, it's more, it's very linear. They kind of tried to paint it out like it had this big open world. I'm on the third set of worlds now.
1: It's it's also it's also very short from what I, from what it looks like. Uh, looks
0: like it because there's five ribbons yeah. and then there's like a sixth level after that, and I'm on the third.
1: Yeah, it,
0: I'm pursuing the third ribbon now.
1: Yeah, David Walker, who was on our show a few weeks ago, uh, he's beaten it already, and he said he be, he beat it a little over 20 hours. So, which is crazy because that's like how that's how long the. Uh, the bug game is. I just, I expected it to be longer, I don't know. But I guess a lot of them, I mean even the original ones were nothing, were, were nowhere near like Final Fantasy 6, like which was, took me like 50, 60 hours to beat. I'll have to look time. at what my
0: play time was for Color Splash, but I don't think it was more than, it was like 40, around the 40 mark, I think yeah. so. And I did some grinding in that, and I don't know if I'll have to grind in this. It doesn't seem like that's gonna be a thing at any point. And that's why I'm not surprised to hear like that sort of low beating time. As much as I like it, I am looking forward to finishing it. To not play it. (laughs) Mostly to say I'm done with it. But also, yeah, to to, to not have to play it anymore. Because it's fun. It's just, there's just, I don't know, breaking it down into little segments is nice because it does have some tedium to it. But I'm actually starting to enjoy the battles. Uh, I think that it's starting to click with me a little more. And I'm noticing, like, now that I've fought several bosses, each boss brings some sort of variation into the formula of how the battle plays out. And therefore, it has a, it's actually making it a little more fun. because there's yeah. that variation. And you're not seeing, like, it's not like you have these things introduced with the boss, and then after that, like, the normal enemies start doing that or whatever, you know. It's not like that. It's a very unique thing just to that boss, as far as I've played so far. So um, you- I would give an example. There's one boss who um, puts these little whirlpools up and all of the panels that are lined up with the whirlpool will get washed away. And so you got to be careful with how you line up your path to the boss through around the circle so that you don't plan on using a tile that's in the same line as one of the whirlpools because that'll wash it away. Or it's like a tornado or uh. like a water spout. A water spout, that's what that would call. It. Uh. Also on that boss, you can only attack him you have to use certain attacks on him depending on his state. So it's a little bit like uh think about, you know, what uh, the first boss in final fantasy six, where you don't want to hit him when he's in his shell or whatever. It's something oh, like man. that Gru. <laughs> I don't right. Know right. What, it, I don't it's know not quite the is, same as yeah. that, but it, based on the visual presentation of the boss, you have to attack differently.
1: I, I just call him Gru Cause that's what he says when he, when he uh-huh. puts his head away, he goes, Gru, and then it's, and then it goes into the shell. Yeah. <laughs> Have you fought any of those like uh, voluminaries or whatever they're called, like the or, vo- or volumentals? Or there's ones that are different from the regular bosses that some people hate and some people like.
0: It yeah, they're the ones. They're, I, on I would call them the mini bosses. Oh, okay. Wait, are you talking about the the actual stationary guys, or you're talking I, about the elemental yeah. uh, origami guys? Yeah, I've fought two of those. So there's, as far as I can tell, you fight a voluminary to get an ability that. It, opens up access to the actual boss. So they're like a mini-boss. I think the voluminaries could be the true bosses because they're harder. So far, both of the voluminaries have been harder than the actual bosses that followed them.
1: Mm-hmm. But you, still, you like them? You don't think they're a pain or anything?
0: Um, Both of the voluminaries I've fought, I've like wanted to just like stop playing the game completely at a certain <laughs> point because it was frustrating me so much. But you just have to keep at it. And like eventually it clicks Like what the what the right thing to do with the way the puzzle is laid out and i haven't really been using hints and i haven't really been using the crowd sort of thing that mechanic in fact i very rarely ask for more time yeah i just kind of like chug at it until i get it right and i've had to walk away from the game a few times it's soft rage quit like i mentioned last week but um i don't know just this game being kind of a respite it, it works out well that way. Cause I'll be like, all oh, right, well I'm done playing this for now. I'm going to go do some more shit that I need to do maybe a couple hours later or the next day I'll come back to it. But I found myself actually like stuck on it enough that I played it for like, I think I played it for like two hours the other day, like straight because it was just really starting to open up. I don't know. I was really enjoying that level and the way it was and the visuals of it. And it's kind of fetch questy, but I was talking to Trey before we started recording and, as I was doing this, like, fetch quest, I was like, oh, this is annoying. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm almost positive you did s- yeah. there was some fetch questy stuff in Thousand Year Thousand Door. Year Door yeah. And then I got to thinking about it more, and I'm like, a lot of the things that stand out to me in my brain about Thousand Year Door are more the action elements, the things that you could do with Mario where he could change his actual paper form mm-hmm. to uh, basically exploit the fact it was a paper world so like you are a paper airplane or you roll into a tube and you roll faster or you turn sideways and get fit through a crack in the wall like that was all the action stuff that this game is almost pure action in fact I fought two different bosses now that were straight up action they're like one or I know action bosses like it wasn't an RPG like I'm running around dodging them waiting until they have a weakness and yeah it was like a hammer on a weak point yeah so it's really interesting like how I guess you, I guess maybe you could even say there's like mini, mini boss, mid boss, or mini boss, mid boss, then boss. That's kind of a structure. There's a bunch of those. Yeah, there's a lot going on here, but I would say, you know, the writing's funny. I've pretty much, I've been screenshotting a lot of stuff I think's funny, but at this point, it's just constant quips and jokes. And that's basically what the game is. I, uh, went down a river with, uh, this one toad. Who specifically exists to to row you from one area to another? And he sang a little number, and it reminded me a lot of Cap'n from Animal Crossing, because he wasn't actually like you know saying the words; it was just like it would. It showed like the animated like sing along sort of thing yeah, on the yeah. screen, and it was just the tones of his voice as nice. the song was playing. And he was singing about going down the river and saying some cute stuff. Um,
1: yeah, the the soundtrack from what I've heard of it is incredible like and and I and I played you know last episode I d- I played a lot of like a lot of the musical number stuff in in between mm-hmm. parts just because they're great there's a lot of like a- you know there's like some of them that sound like you know like anime intros or just like they're all over the place but they're really really interesting like I I think I used the part that you talked about with the singing tree and all that and mm-hmm. there's a lot of really charming stuff like that so I, I feel like it's probably a lot of it is just like doing the you know doing the parts to get to those parts like that's be kind of what I would be playing it as is just try to get to the interesting parts, and everything else is kind of filler in between, you know.
0: I will say the last thing I'll say about this game you know, I like it for sure. I like it. Um, I'll have a more overall view to give you once I finish it, but at the moment, at this moment in history, July 30th, 2020, I'm liking it. Um, also, I saw the darkest thing that I've seen in a Paper Mario game. it happened and i'm only into the third level so it's got some serious stuff that happens in it that really took me by surprise given the whimsical nature of the game Mm -hmm. so that's a thing to keep in mind with this too that it can take you by surprise unlike the other ones so that's all i'll say about paper mario this week i only i actually bought a game this week i bought it not long before we started recording or a few hours ago, but I had a bunch of other stuff to do. So I haven't been able to try it yet, but at the top of the game, all oh right, by the way, like what I said, I'm paper cut to the heart at the beginning of the show. That was referring to this incident, but not necessarily directly, but just a thing happens in paper Mario that, that hit me in the heart pretty hard. But uh, today I went back to this replay because I was out and about, had my mask on and everything, you know, and they've got, the social distancing thing going and they've got they didn't I don't think they had it last time but they've got the big like plastic shields now and like
1: what like by where you buy the games like separating you from the people in the store
0: right yeah Yeah. so you're never actually directly interacting with them and um, except for handing things back and forth but now they don't even let you like bring stuff in I don't know I was reading this procedure but like You have to like leave it outside and then they like go get it, I think maybe, and you just let them know you're doing it. It's strange, but yeah, when you're trying to put stuff in for trade or to sell it, they always do like this evaluation thing and they'll be like, well, give us about an hour and we'll get back with you. Oh,
1: yeah, so they can check and make sure
0: everything works. They've always done that, that, but now I think you have to kind of like drop it off outside Mm. or something like that. So that's an interesting thing. But I was going around the store and I was looking for something to buy, and lo and behold, clubhouse games the original one on ds i bought it oh wow and i wish it wasn't how much was stupid it? Ass facsimile case oh yeah they, they they printed it
1: right it's it's not a real one is that what yeah. you're saying yeah that's it was a-
0: four dollars
1: well yeah, that's that's kept me that's kept me from buying some stuff there just because I'm like I want a real I want a real case. It doesn't really matter.
0: Well, here I got the receipt right here. What did I pay?
1: But four dollars yeah, is great. Cheap. Yeah, that, that's perfect price for that. Like yeah, I would three
0: ninety nine. So with tax, I paid four thirty five.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would. Yeah, I don't think I'd pay more than that. Well, I mean, I haven't been able to try here. it
0: yet, but I actually do look forward to like. Playing, you know, visiting the old club because I've, I've visited the new club, the new shiny club, <laughs> and I kind of almost forgot about that club already, but I want to go, I want to try it on the DS and this gives me an excuse to, to get out my 3DS or one yeah. of my old DS's and
1: I definitely, yeah, a little bit. I definitely forgot about that other club. The new club. I haven't played that game in a while.
0: <laughs> it's, Nor have it, I.
1: It, well, it, it had it had basically, you know, Jess said when she was on the show that it'd be a good show to play when we we're at grandma's, and that's like the only time we played it was when we were at grandma's house last. So, but that was that was like a month ago. So I don't think I've really touched it since then. But it's like I don't know. We mostly play, yeah. We, we I mean, when we're playing two player, we play like billion Road or Mario Party. So mm. we haven't really, we haven't really got to that game.
0: Well, while, while I was wandering around disc replay, you know, I, I didn't hang out there very long. Didn't really poke around and pick anything up. Just kind of looked at what was displayed. But, uh, I saw some stuff that surprised me as far as pricing. And I've talked about Discreet Play a lot on this show. And I feel like, as far as a chain, even though it is regional, but, you know, as far as a chain game store goes, they have really reasonable prices. Yeah, everything's it's pretty like, cheap. Um, a, a lot of times you pay less than you would on eBay because oftentimes you're getting to like a bidding war. Things pushed above their value, or at least you're gonna like be right around whatever like the average list value on eBay is. And I and I felt like, especially like when I was on my kick several years ago, buying all the uh, AGS one hundred ones, the game boy Advance models, that they were selling them for like thirty dollars a piece when it would be like fifty on the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's why at one point I think I bought five at once, which was stupid, but I did. But I was looking around at their different prices and just their standard Game Boy SP now. And I'd heard the, I think I, I was re, I was watching a clip of, uh, Pat the NAS Punk show and they were talking about the analog pocket NT. Is that what it's called? That's coming out. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's a, i mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a news item, but you can, you can reserve it now. <laughs> You you can reserve it now. It's it's not coming out till next year. Like Monday, like think. most everything, yeah. but it's yeah. It's <laughs> I think
0: gonna... it goes up for reserve reservation on Monday. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like
2: gonna... a sleek two hundred dollar modern Game Boy that also plays Game Boy advanced game okay. gear and well much other portable
0: well it's actually links. you games. have to have adapters for yeah games for i
2: think links. i think the thing the system in itself is
1: 200 but if you want to get the adapters for different cartridges you got to buy those and then also there's a dock to play it on your tv hundred. and i think yeah it's all of it it will be like over 300 right or around like 300 for all of it that's what if it looks like the, if
0: you wanted the whole setup to where you could dock it it's around 300 and then yeah yeah i think like uh, link cables are, like, $20 if you want to, like, play with a friend. Yeah. I, I only know all this literally from watching this clip from the, it was one of the clips, not the full episode, but of Pat and Ian talking about it. So, But that got me to thinking, because in this clip, Ian mentions, like, oh, Game Boy a- Advance SP, AGS 101 is going for, like, 100 now. And it's true, Ooh. like... These Game Boys I bought for like thirty bucks a while back I could probably like flip right now if I wanted to, which which is my original intention when I bought them. But I'm still like, but
1: you don't want to hold on sure. to them.
0: And hey, they make great gifts. I've given away a few as gifts.
1: Yeah, I have two. I mean, we we got two for um for the wedding, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spent a little bit extra on like modifying them and making them a little more, you know, or you know, just customizing them for my friends and stuff. So that's kind of why I have them around. I think more than trying to make more money off of them. But they had like a standard model Game Boy Advance SP for forty five. I was like, huh, that's more than it used to be. Like they were selling that for like $20, twenty, twenty five last time I was there, I think, or last time I actually looked. Um, and I was, but I was kind of surprised by how low the price on the Wii U was. They had a used Wii U for one twenty.
1: Is that? Pretty, yeah, yeah, that's low. I was gonna say, well, we. How much did you get? Your, didn't you you get your Wii U for really cheap, John? Or was it like a hundred?
2: Uh, I can't remember what the price. I won't say it was like one sixty or something like that.
1: I thought I thought it was like a hundred because you remember you like you like punked us on it because you said that because you said that you got this because we're all like oh that's so cheap because you said you got like a new switch and, and you're like oh yeah. it doesn't work outside and I thought it was around a hundred but I have to you know go back and listen to that episode I don't know what exact number it is. Maybe I did but, say like one thirty. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I did. But it was um it was you know. Go back, go back and listen to the old episodes. You'll find it on there. Um, on the subject of analog, it's it's going up for pre-order on August 3rd. So it's like, that'll be, yeah, is, the, is that Monday? Like I guess that is Monday, right? Because Friday is the last day. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, yeah, well, I was going to give you just a couple of few, prices that surprised me. I got I got to see Animal Crossing on GameCube. It was there. They didn't have any other good GameCube games. That, well, they had like some Medal of Honor ones. Like, I almost bought a Medal of Honor game, but I didn't. Because I was like, if I want to play an FPS, I'll just play Time Splitters three, or Time Splitters two rather. I don't have three, but uh, Animal Crossing was behind glass. I don't know if it included the memory card. I didn't ask, but they were selling that for $49.99. which just, like blew my mind. I'm like, I wish I still had my Animal Crossing, not because I want to sell it, but like I want to play it again now, and now it's like expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I still haven't played it. It's just sitting here on the on the. But on it said it
0: said that it had the memory card. On the actual, because the, the case says it does, but I don't know if it did. One thing that kind of surprised me uh, was because I just bought it recently for retail price was a used Ring Fit Adventure, so it had the ring with it. They're selling that for ninety nine
1: ninety nine. Well, yeah, because they're oh, wow, uh, that's actually uh I mean so that's, that's a
0: twenty dollar increase.
1: Yeah, in I would say, but that's price. low, right? Because well, I guess they. They probably don't want to be crazy and sell them for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, like so that's around. probably a case <laughs> was of them on.
0: being like fair with the eBay pricing.
2: Figuring uh, all the sweat that's on that thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it uh-huh. does, mine got has sweat on for sure. Um, but the thing that blew my mind the most, and this is the thing, this is the thing that I bought at the first Midwest Gaming Classic I go to, which actually will uh, segue well into what I'm going to talk about next. But um, I bought my Game Boy player at the first Game Boy player at the first. Uh, Midwest gaming classic for 60 bucks. I think it was 60. I'm pretty sure we'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but it included the disc. The disc at this point seems to be the hardest part to find.
2: Oh the yeah. Disc that
0: comes with it. Hundred and twenty nine ninety nine 99 at disc Wow. Disc for the game boy player. With <sighs> the disc. That's I'm crazy. Like, oh my wow. God. Is I, this thing that popular? I, it, I, maybe it is.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I explained, I said what, how I ended up getting mine. Because I bought I bought a GameCube for myself for my birthday just because I wanted one and I don't think I had one like one of them broke some reason I didn't have a GameCube but I bought a new GameCube from uh, the exchange and which is in War was whatever I don't know if it's I have no idea what things what are happening with things outside nowadays but it was a place that was open um, but yeah I bought I bought a GameBoy from or I bought a GameCube from there and I asked the guy I was like hey do you have any GameBoy players. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, I have one, but it has no disc, so you can have it for free. And I thought that was crazy. And then I went on eBay and bought one for like thirty bucks, maybe. And it was—I thought it was like this crazy that they just gave it to me. But I'm sure it's like going up and up and up, like after the you know across the years, and 130 right. for that's insane. And I and
0: I think there's an inflation to game prices right now because a lot of people are stuck at home and and so. Like, right. They had a game boy Color, I think the game boy Color was like fifty you know a lot of this stuff like it's probably based off of the eBay value or whatever, obviously, so yeah, that's just sort of like what's happening in the world around us like game prices are going up and it, it maybe that bubble will burst when um things get back to normal if they get back to normal uh maybe they may never,
1: but normal um, normal is just an idea it's uh, right something this is you, normal though.
0: Yeah. welcome yeah, this is the new normal but yeah, yeah well massive inflation of retro games and if that stays forever then everyone can could stop complaining about i've seen the, that the youtubers making it happen yeah it's I, just the disease making it happen now
1: i saw people saying that on twitter like that the that the retro stuff had gone up even though a lot of the stuff that i was looking into get into getting still hadn't yet but but i, mean, I think it, it's you know, like depends. whatever's like
0: in vogue at the moment and gamecube' has been in vogue for a hot second for sure but for yeah. like, I'd say just three or four years ago, like I was buying GameCube games for way cheap. I
1: was saying I-, I noticed that there was a that there were that there was a smaller presence of GameCube games at like every used place that I went to for it's, a while.
0: it barely exists at Disc Replay. There's like one yeah. little panel, and it's almost all Madden games. And, yeah, yeah, so I mean, I figured it's it like was become Super more Nintendo rare. Sega back in the day when you'd see those used. Yeah, hey,
2: Wii We should be coming around soon. That'll be the thing.
0: They have a shit ton of Wii games. So, yeah, they probably will, and and maybe it, it probably is a good time to buy it. Any kind of Wii games you're nostalgic about? Yeah, uh, but I wanted to say, uh, speaking of Midwest Gaming Classic, um, I got, and I'm sure you guys got it too. An email? I don't know, had you guys all purchased the VIP or the VIG? I hadn't. Oh, you hadn't. I, I did. I did. Well, well, yeah, I got an email from you know Dan Lucson, who's the guy who founded. Midwest gaming classic as far as I know. I'm pretty sure historically he's the guy that started it. Um but he's been the one who's like whose name's on all the correspondence about about it. Like so I had received an email basically being like, you know, hey Jeremy, this, that, and the other. And I was like, I wonder if this is like a form email. Like I didn't really like think much of it, but he's like, Hey, I noticed you'd specified you wanted a t shirt, but I didn't know your size or which one you wanted. And I was like, Oh, I want this shirt this that and the other and i like sent it to him and then i immediately realized i'm like oh shit he had asked me if i wanted like the special edition shirt that you could only get through that or whatever i was saying just give me the official shirt of that anyone could have bought so i'm like oh wait no 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 i actually do want the like limited edition one or whatever size medium and then like i just like had this sort of like moment of guilt like wash over me where i was like also i really want to apologize for asking for my money back and not cover it carrying my ticket over because i didn't know if i was going to have a job and yeah. money was tight i'm just sure a lot of people other. did right right but i but i said that to him and i was like but i just wanted you to know like midwest gaming classic is probably my favorite memory every year it's mm. my favorite event i go to every year yeah and he responded to me in a personal way and he was like hey jeremy you know we'll get that to you and thank you for the kind words we don't we totally understand, you know, this, that, and the other. So it was really cool just to get that sort of personalized email and kind of like, I've been, I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling kind of guilty for asking for my money back ever since I did that back yeah. in April or whatever it was. March it, April. Yeah.
1: It makes sense though. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy time that we're living in right now. It's But like, I just, I mean, I worry yeah,
0: about the, this thing I love, like if I'm like taking the rug yeah. out from under it, if yeah. I like don't let them use my money to yeah. perpetuate it into the next year. I know that's, most people are going to say it's very reasonable that I wanted my money back. But I still just had that sort of like feeling of like obligation to be like, you know, I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't had to do that. So, Mm -hmm. hey, I got a little bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Relief or whatever. Just like, kind of like a weight taken off my chest because I've like formally apologized to the the founder of Midwest Gaming Classic. As far as I know, it's happening next year. You know, once again, if the world allows it, um if we if we if reality yeah. allows it i should say or if uh, more
1: like if we can get our shit together if our if our if is. our country <laughs> in itself can get its fucking shit together uh-huh. and just like start wearing masks and not being idiots, then maybe we can get there. It's really yeah. what it is
0: <laughs> but yeah you know given given the the state of the world and all the stress I've had in my own personal life, et cetera, that was a nice little. Thing. A nice little, a nice little exchange I had with Dan. You know, it was just a little, a few little sentences, but it, it just reminded me Midwest Gaming Classic is a real thing. There's real people behind making it happen and can't fucking wait to go back to it.
1: You said a lot more than I did. I was just basically like, "Yeah, I'll take that shirt. Here's my size." The end. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, still, I I thought that I had responded on that. But yeah, I just I was like, "Yeah, no, give me give me the special shirt, like whatever." I think if I hadn't tripped up initially,
0: the, the yeah. apology would may have been a little less likely to happen. But I don't know. It, it was just like here's a moment to. Be a little
1: personal about it. I actually had a actually had an MGC related thing just happened to me like a little bit ago. Um, I put up I put up a post on Twitter like asking about like why Luna like looked different than all the other Animal Crossing people, and uh, somebody from uh, the game and movie podcast, which were people that we met at MGC, mm-hmm. responded to me, and I and I wrote back to them, and then I like checked their checked their Twitter, you know, because they I follow them, they follow us, you know, and I just found out that their podcast has not has disappeared like they don't podcast anymore so i so i uh sent up i just commented on it and said like hey uh it was like hey man i didn't i'm sorry i didn't keep up with the show and i didn't know that you guys were done and and i just kind of made a joke i was like was it because mgc didn't happen is that why you guys stopped? (laughs) (laughs) you know and but it's just yeah it was i didn't know that that was somebody that we met and we i think they didn't they have a table and they were like interviewing people like on the
0: we we were definitely on their
1: yeah. I think it they, was. They're
0: mentioned on their show.
1: Yeah. I think it was like the, I think it was even when they had it at the hotel, like before it was in the Milwaukee yeah. Center and all that. But
0: that was the first year I went.
1: But yeah, I just want to shout out to those guys that I just realized that they were, that they had, uh, that they just, that they had like had a finale and the show was done for as of right now. So I didn't know. But yeah, it was nice yeah. to, I, I said, I said that we'd hope to see them in a future M- MGC and they said that, that we should hang out if it ever happens again so
0: that would be awesome yeah um yeah i'd love to hang out with those guys shit maybe we can interview them we could we could, we could turn the tables
1: yeah yeah we could we could do something like that
0: we'll call ourselves the movie and game Podcast. <laughs> that's a Main edition uh but i will say you know that's pretty much it for the week but i do hope to have something to say about clubhouse next week because hey i bought it i went to a used game store and i bought a game and that's that's another nice
2: little little highlight of my week. So mm.
0: I'll tell you all about Clubhouse or what I think about it next week.
2: So um, I got some games this week. I got Jay and Sal and Bob Mall Brawl.
1: You did? Yeah. I saw that I was, on, it was on sale. It's like $5 <laughs> off right now. Yeah, it's 5 bucks off. It was 15 Now it's 10 What and was that so you
0: what, said at the top of the show again?
1: Snooch to the snitch.
2: Nooch. Snooch to the Nooch. What did I say?
1: Snooch to the Nooch, Switch
2: to the Niche. Yeah, Snooch to the nooch, on switch to the niche.
0: Would you say the that, game's pretty niche?
2: It's niche. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I like it. So what happened was um, I happened to watch the new movie this week. Oh, uh, you you watched you watched a uh, um, reboot. I did. Yeah. Wow. I, I I liked it. I thought it was it was good. It was uh, definitely I, if you're a fan of his other movies, you're gonna love it. How would you? Um, f-
1: how would you feel if you spent like thirty dollars on a Blu-ray? I'm, I'm kidding. I, I, I bought. I bought it when I had a job and more money, and I bought it at the. No, I, I, it was fine. Like it was fun to yeah. watch.
2: Yeah, it's like, I mean, it is what it says that it's a, re- a reboot of, of specifically, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I yeah, want to call back to that movie specifically. Kind of, but it's um, also
1: it's also a sequel and kids yeah. and stuff, and even though I did think it was better than any of the other movies I've seen with Jake Kevin Smith's daughter in it, so I'll give it that. And it's got a nice
2: through line where, like, Jay actually has a little bit of evolution as a character. Oh, sure, yeah. So that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I, off of uh, enjoying that movie, I saw that the game was on sale, so I figured, hey, what the hell, I'll buy it. And oh, I, I like it. It's a good game. It's like a solid NES brawler. It- and. It, it when kinda... I say NES. I mean, it's an actual NES game. Like they programmed it, made it for the NES. You can buy a cartridge of it and everything. Oh wow! So and and like it runs. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got the Switch version, and it's it's, it's good. It's a solid game. If you got any curiosity about it, I say go for it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought about it for a second. It kind it kind of looked like Double Dragon, but with like Jay and Bob in there.
2: I would compare it more to River City Ransom. That's what it feels like. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and there's I've heard some complaints about there's a third level where it's it's sort of like the battle toads level with the hover bikes. Oh no! <laughs> and it is hard, but it's not like that. It's not totally unforgiving. I haven't beat it yet, but, but I don't not, feel like it's totally unfair. But you're not it's, frustrated it's yet. Yeah. No, I'm not frustrated yet. No. That's yeah, yeah I like awesome. it. I'm gonna go back to it. I'll beat it. You know, I don't think it's gonna be that long of a game, so I can beat that game. And add that to my list. Uh, the other game that I got was Celeste. I finally got Celeste. Now, why didn't you guys tell me about this game before? It's great. <laughs> we, we we talked a lot about it. Literally, that. Did.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was Jeremy. Never ever. It was Jeremy's pretty much game of the year. Even though I still think it was your game of the year. Even though you put the other one above it. But
4: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you? Yeah, I'm not. Are, are you? Are you doing okay with the controls? Like it's a uh, because that was my big issue with it was that the controls weren't working quite right with me. Now, granted, that was with the. Um, that was with the pro controller and with the auto with auto like uh you know the, the with it doing the doing the down when i wasn't actually mm-hmm. telling it to and that was my problem with it and actually personally i i thought it played better when i played it on the handheld without the pro controller but i've never tried it mm-hmm. i haven't i tried it for like maybe like a couple minutes with my with the like bro controller or like the the whatever the the pro the the uh, mm-hmm. nintendo then the, 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 the Eight bit doe pro. I only tried it a little bit with that. Just because it's hard. The game's fucking hard as hell. And I think I've just tried a little bit and I'm like, I can't do this right now. Because I remember I played it right after I beat the messenger, because I'm like, I beat the messenger. I'm really good. I can go back and do this. And I'm like, Nope, can't do it.
2: So yeah. It's kinda where I'm at. Yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. There's only been a few times where my pro controller is messed up with its mushy D pad. Mm-hmm. So it's not totally annoying me. I do feel like when I mess up most of the time my fault yeah things that are surprising me about the game well i mean you guys you guys talked a lot about so it's not a whole lot that's surprising me but just going through and playing it myself experiencing what i like is like the story flourishes it's not often that you see a platformer like this that has interesting characters and and a story to it
1: so and and, and a very good story that could like yeah that could maybe hit you in the feels more now than it did when it mm-hmm. came out because i mean it's it's about mental health and you know, I know, mean, it's
0: a few years old, but it yeah. already feels like it came from the golden age of indie games. Like, yeah. I don't know if, that w- if we're still in the golden age, probably, of indie games, but that's what I would say about
2: it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like I'd put it up, right up there with any of the classic indie games. Certainly, it feels a lot like, control-wise, Super neat Be- Super Boy mm-hmm. has that feel to it. Mm-hmm. But I like it better than Super Meat Boy. Well, it has Not more, as punishing. I think it has think more heart, heart to it. I it's really good also. At-
0: it's got a lot of heart to it. I mean, maybe yeah. mostly a lot of like splattery, bloody stuff, but uh, it's very compelling in the sense that you want to keep playing it. I think it not just the story, but even just the, the elements they keep layering on top of the platforming. Like even though it's hard as balls and it keeps getting harder, it's still like you just want to keep trying.
2: Yeah, and I don't know how many deaths I'm on. I'm on over a thousand for sure. So I found the little mini game. With the the Pico Eight, yeah, I never, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I never found that, but I guess maybe I didn't get. Have, are you already farther than I ever got?
2: Take no, you? I'm still at the hotel, which I think.
1: Oh, is it in was the that, hotel? Was that the first
2: level? I think it's first level. The hotel, eight.
0: in my opinion, was the hardest. I thought the
1: hotel movie. was like the third level or something. It's not the. It's not at the beginning. It takes a minute to get there. The hotel was. Yeah, like you're the, right. it's like the second level. The hotel was the final yeah. thing that I played on my first. I did like a live stream of it that I posted to YouTube. And, uh, and that was the hotel was the final thing that I did. And that was in like the first three hours maybe of the game, maybe four. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. It's in the first three hours for sure. And so, yeah, you go into the, there's like a, a back room and there's a little crevice up, up by the ceiling. Yeah. that looks like a dead end, but if you walk right up to it, then it kind of dissolves and reveals that, oh, there's actually, there's this pathway to secret it's room like a, back there. I think it's
0: yeah. like an air duct.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I to, I complete. I must have completely missed that because I because you know I said that Jess and I were playing Night in the Woods and Night in the Woods has a game inside of it also has has mm. its own like mini game inside of the game and mm-hmm. I thought about doing a whole Patreon episode about that game. about like games hidden within games like we could even go back to like the Beetle shooting game that was in like Super Mario 64 oh, and man, stuff like that great. yeah the yeah. the Beetle game was awesome yeah
2: <laughs> I thought you mentioned that that you wanted to do that show because you saw that I was playing Celeste so I, I was like I, oh. I didn't even he know, actually it, know about that.
1: I didn't even know it was in there. I was thinking about it because of Night in the Woods. And then after I was thinking about Celeste, for some reason that made me think about Rapunzel, which was a game that was in uh uh Catherine. That that was a mm. secret game that was in there. That was like an arcade you could play at the bar that was similar to
0: Very similar in that it was like a reductionist version of the actual game.
1: Yeah, it was very much like the game that you're already playing, but you could play that one and beat it as well. Also, like one yes. of my one of my favorite games within games is Wolfenstein, you could play the whole Wolfenstein in that one, <laughs> but
2: yeah I looked up about the Pico 8 because I had some trouble with uh, one part and come to find out that as I understand it, it's like a a, a software, it's like an emulator that's popular, Pico 8 is an actual like, real world emulator that people can develop games for it sounds familiar yeah. Yeah. Think of
0: the Sega Pico, which was like oh yeah, the kids 93, drawing 93, tablet 93,
2: Yep. It's like a handheld, right?
1: the second thing it, was like a, was, it was like a drawing tablet for it kids. It was like
0: a yeah, it was essentially a uh, plug and play thing. Mm-hmm. Before, if that's what they were called.
2: Well, so the um, the the game that you're playing inside Celeste is actually the original Celeste that uh, they made as basically like the prototype oh, on the okay. Pico emulator. Nice. So, that's cool that you have the original game within the game as a secret. Um and at the end of the uh, Pico Eight game, it gave you a tally of how many times you died within that game. Within that game alone, I died eight hundred and sixty-eight times. Oh wow! wow. So, you, so you played yeah. the Pico One, one a lot. Game. Yeah, you played a lot yeah. of that Pico. I wonder one. how
0: much you've played with Celeste cause, yeah, because I I didn't play much of the Pico. I just was I like I played a little bit of it, but I'm like I was very focused on getting through the game because I was <laughs> recording it for YouTube and I wanted to like was hoping to keep it under like six episodes or whatever, mm-hmm. which I think it ended up being like five episodes. But if I went back to it, it would probably at least add like 20% to
2: my gameplay. It sounds like. I think I spent probably at least two hours on the Pico eight part alone because I actually found that, like I was getting toward the end of like, like I wanted to stop playing the game and I found this secret room and there's the, the computer in there. It's like, okay, I'll give it a whirl. Sure. And I got so far into there. I I want to say like to level 20 and I was like, okay, I want to, I want to turn this off, give it a break. So I hit the start button to try to exit and something on the menu just kind of clued me in. Like oh, if I quit this, like it doesn't save on the computer in the game. If I, if I quit this, yeah, wow, you I start have to really restart again. it from the beginning. Yeah, And so I looked it up. That's when I looked up the Pico eight. I was like, how long is this section? And it said 30 levels. I'm like, Ugh. I'm two-thirds of the way in. That's it. I'm just going like, to go play the all the way yeah. through to the end. So I gave it another hour or so and uh, was able to beat it in one sitting.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Um, but yeah, so far I'm really enjoying Celeste. Um, I got it for five bucks, so hope maybe it's still on sale you're, uh, at this time. I hope
0: you're, uh, you got that sound on when you're playing it, because that music is...
2: The music's fantastic. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's really, really moody, and uh, yeah, the game is just... A- It it earns the ten that IGN. My favorite,
0: my favorite song in the game is definitely the boss fight in the hotel. So I don't know if you've gotten to the final
2: boss. Oh yeah, when you're you're being chased around by your shadow.
0: Uh, or no? No, it's after
2: that. So there's, I've been chased around by, it's Madeline and Badeline, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I've been chased around by Badeline.
1: The
0: I think it's after that.
2: Okay.
1: The sale, the sale will actually be done by the time that this. This post because the sale is done on is done on Thursday, so it's actually oh, today okay, is the today. last is the last well, day keep of your the eyes sale.
0: Because all across the different platforms, Celeste pops up on on sale. It's even been free on uh, games with or what is it even called anymore? It's not called games with gold. But Good old games like that. It's something like hmm. that on Xbox where you get for free Game Pass. Oh, Game Pass, yeah. Game Pass, yeah, something
2: like that. Yeah. It's like everything. So goes, yeah. yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm gonna keep playing it all the way to the end. My other big story this week is I actually resolved not one, but two decades-long gaming mysteries in my life. So this was, like, huge for me, right? Um, so we've all had games that, like, we played a long time ago. We can't quite remember the name of it, right? Um, so for me, I had two of these games. Um, and this past week, I've been doing research for an upcoming x episode that we're going to do. Uh, where i was watching old episodes of starcade and that got me thinking about you know like because the games are from that era i was like what about those old games like can i put in some time and just try to figure out what these games were are right now so i did this was last saturday uh, the first game what i knew about it was that it was a ColecoVision vision game that i had as a kid and you were like some kind of Pterodactyl or dragon or bird or giant flying things and you were collecting eggs. That was the point of the game to collect eggs. And so I typed in like every combination of those words over the last two decades or so and I couldn't find the game. For whatever reason, I got the idea to use Google image search this time on Saturday. And so I typed in dino eggs Coleco vision. Turns out there is a game called Dino eggs on ColecoVision. Weird. Oh. And so I thought, like, oh, that's it. That must be it, right? That was pictures. I was like, you yeah, know, that's uh, it's not the game. It's not the game. Um, said so this very vivid image in my head of this, this white pixelated dragon bird pterodactyl thing. Uh, I knew that was it, that image, and, and it just didn't match up with what I was seeing. I clicked onto the next page of the image search, just giving it one more go. And lo and behold, I found this image, which I posted on the, on the, uh, document that we share here, mm-hmm. this image of a pterodactyl or a dragon It's a dragon sitting in a nest with these gold, with these like crystal eggs and stuff. And like, that is it. That's the game. And the game is called wing war. Never. So even, after, yeah.
1: Never even heard of it, man. But that's crazy. Yeah, that is... I don't, I don't think that, I don't, I don't think, I was trying to think. I'm like, I don't think there's any games that I've played, or maybe I just don't remember it, that I just haven't found later in life. But I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't really play like ColecoVision or Atari that, I mean, I guess there's Snack Man, which I never really found. Snack Man. Uh, I never really found a proof of that existing anywhere. But that was like a, that was like a, um, Commodore 64 game that I had, like way before I had an NES. So that one's kinda that could be from a fuzzy memory. Maybe it didn't exist. Or maybe it was a maybe it was like a homebrewed game. Who knows? But yeah, it was basically Pac Man. But it was called Snack Man.
0: I've definitely but got that's... some Commodore sixty four games that I remember watching my older cousin play. Or no, actually she's my aunt. She felt like an older cousin. She's not much older than me. She's only eight years older, but here's my Aunt Melanie and she like would play these games. And there's this one game, and I knew it was like a motorcycle game. I couldn't have been more than four or five because I remember there was a game where she's like you're in a motorcycle and you're racing around. And like every time she would actually go in the water, she'd go yeehaw, let's go swimming. And like the first time she met it, like it was one of those things like where kids will like, sometimes like it, something will make a kid laugh really hard. And then every time you say it, they'll laugh. And yeah. The, like anytime she'd go in the water, she'd say that exact same thing. Yeehaw, let's go swimming. And mm-hmm. I just lose my shit over it. And I don't remember what game that was, but I just had that memory while John was talking here. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe, don't know what that game was. Maybe we'll be able old to find PC it back in the mid eighties. Got to find it
2: for the next uh, for the next episode. We'll continue this as a feature. So, sort of I'm related to what you were saying about about um, games. Speaking, this actually has to do with my next game that I found. So, all I knew about this next game was that it was either a skiing game or a mountain climbing game. I couldn't remember which one, and that it was on a console. It had a keyboard attached to the system. I didn't know what console because it was at my aunt, aunt and uncle's house. I didn't know what, what console they had. Um, but some years ago, I found the, a picture of the Odyssey 2. I thought, okay, it's the Odyssey 2 because it has a keyboard attached, right? Hmm. And the third thing I knew was that it had voice synthesis that the character would speak. And this was the first time that I ever heard such a thing and it scared the shit out of me. Like, I had nightmares (laughs) about this game because the computer was talking at you. So, yeah, I I searched the Odyssey 2 library. This is like, a couple years ago when I I found out about the Odyssey 2, and I couldn't find the game. Uh, And then again on Saturday, I I searched for the Odyssey 2 games. No luck. Uh, Finally, I decided to type in um, 80s voice mountain games. (laughs) I typed in that combination of words, a Wikipedia article popped up for a game on a console that had a keyboard attached. Hmm. The console was called the Texas Instruments TI 99 slash 4A. Wow. So it was a calculator? Yeah.
1: I guess there was a system. Yeah, the only thing I think of is calculators that people had hacked into being able to play Hmm. games.
2: So, um, it's actually like a computer, but you could hook it to your TV. and Use your TV as the monitor. right? Or something like uh, along the lines of a Commodore 64. Yeah. Like, sometimes people would hook those to their TV, right? And the description of the game sounded spot on. It even had voice synthesis. And so I typed the name of the game to YouTube, and that was it. It was actually the game. Uh, and the game was called Alpiner. And if you want to hear what terrified me as a child, you can click on the second link that I have down there, the terrifying death scream. Oh, well, hold on. This is what would happen. This is what would happen when your character would fall off the mountain. Beware, falling object. Help! Oh my God! <laughs> is that awful?
0: Those, those, Imagine
2: you've, ne- you've never heard a computer talk to you in your life, back. and that's the first thing you hear.
0: That's bringing back weird memories of
2: the It's it's though. so it's so sad. It's like
1: help. It's like, <laughs> no. it, it's like he almost doesn't he almost doesn't care. <laughs> he almost doesn't care that he's dying. He's like, I think, help I think me, the way the really. Voice
0: is- going is supposed to make it sound like it's as he's falling. Hello.
1: I mean, I thought it would be like, I don't know, like the Wilhelm scream or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so pathetic.
2: He's like, but it's terrifying. At
1: it's, the same time. it's just like, yeah, it's like, I thought you loved me. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. And my pick of the week is Celeste.
1: Cool. Yeah. No, I'm glad you finally got to play Celeste. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and do our news brief. So stay tuned.
2: Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain.
0: Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Podcast and Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. He's throwing us back to the show!
1: So long, eh, Bowser! Ah! Ah, uh, patreon.com slash Podcast! Game over! Yeah, so let's talk about the news for the week. Um, first
0: off, this is the news. I promise you it's the news.
1: Man, you're I, now I don't have to put anything in here. I think the main thing that John was actually doing some detective work on here. I did somewhat as well. But uh, Skater XL came out, but not for the Switch. Did It yep. did not come out for the system yet. So
2: the, there you go. No word on the release date for that. Actually, yeah. they, they made mention of it like what? A month ago or so, and we just kind of missed it. Yeah, so, and- but the switch version is delayed.
1: Well, you were so. you, you were checking the um, you you're checking the e online, and you could have just. I mean, I didn't re- I didn't realize it either, but I was like, you know, you can just go straight to the source and just go to their Twitter account. And a lot of times, actually, a lot of times, these places will straight up like answer you. Like I've asked the guys who made a uh, horizon chase turbo, like I've commented on their stuff and they'll comment back to mm. me, you know, cause a lot of times the DLC for that comes out on other systems and at first, and I'll be like, Hey, where's the switch one? And they'll be like, we're working on it. It's coming out soon, but they'll at least mm. tell you that it's not out
2: yet. But yeah, I went to their website and even their website though said, uh, coming out July 28th. And it had the banner of each of the four, you know, PC, yeah. Xbox, PS4 and switch. Um, but then it was like yesterday or the day before yesterday I refreshed it and it said Nintendo switch coming soon yeah so they didn't they were late putting it up on their website even
1: okay because yeah I just went to I just went straight to their Twitter page and just kind of looked through the comments and there were a lot of people saying like where's the switch version and then they just said not yet so that's that's what I saw with that um, it's actually a lot more expensive than I thought too so it's like it's like it's 40 gonna be 40 bucks, bucks yeah which- I don't know if I'm. What I'm hearing, though, I
2: think I'm gonna pay forty bucks for it. I think it'll be worth it.
1: It depends on how much is in it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to throw forty bucks at a at a skateboarding game yet. I mean, I know there's a there's definitely a void for it, but but I don't know. It depends on how much is how much is in there. Like if there's like a story mode and stuff, then maybe. I, I don't know. I I haven't looked at any of the reviews yet, but of course we'll do that when it comes closer to whenever the switch is. Um, there not a whole lot released this week. Um. I did, there's a game called Ageless on there that looks a lot like Celeste. It's like another, uh, it, it's a, you know, a 2D, uh, puzzle, puzzle platformer. It looks like you can do a lot of the same moves that you can do in Celeste. It also, you know, supposedly has like a deep story and all that. That came out this week. Um, the Samurai Showdown collection came out as well, which was out in the Japanese shop a while ago. So that's on there. I haven't looked at what exact games are on there, but I'm sure it has most of the old ones. I still, I mean, I have the new one and I'm still hoping to play, to really get into playing that one at some point. So that's that. Um, there, there was a rumor about, about, uh, Cuphead getting a DLC, getting their DLC for the Switch. And it turned out that what was happening was that was that Cuphead got brought to PS4. So
0: it was kind of a surprise drop, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Well I mean they they yeah, said that they, I think that somebody they said they had something to reveal and people maybe thought it would be I guess there is DLC that's supposed to come in the future. Right. They already announced
2: it like I think almost a year ago. Yeah.
1: And they and they said and they did flat out say it's not that or that they don't know when that's coming. So so there's that. Um there were a couple things that ended up uh sort of cheating on Switch. You know, I can mention it here. You know, we had you know, Switch was the only one with Cuphead, and aside from Xbox One, of course, and then and then like now PS4 has it. But also, um, I guess it was unveiled in one of the Xbox events. But Dragon Quest XI, the Switch, the Dragon Quest XI S, which I thought meant like Dragon Quest XI Switch. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. did, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's getting ported to other systems now. That kind of feels. I'm like, oh, but that was our game that we had on Switch. And, it, and and the fact that, like, all of the 2D stuff that you can play in there is straight off the 3DS one feels kind of weird. But whatever, you know, it'll give her a bigger, a bigger audience. The game is awesome if you haven't played it. And you like RPGs, play it because it's, like, the, you know, it's the godfather of all RPGs. It's Dragon, been out West, on West Switch West for almost games a are. year now yeah, in it's, the U.S. Yeah, they, they had their time in the sun, I guess, of having that exclusive version. But from what I heard, the, the other systems are actually getting a port of the Switch version, so it's not going to... It's actually not going to look as good as the PS4 that's one That's reverse. Did. Huh? So that doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. But either way, hopefully they let you have that eight-hour demo because that I think that got a lot of people onto it. All and these switch
0: ports for us, now you're getting a switch port.
1: Yeah. <laughs> make it $70. Knock knock it up. Do that yeah, switch. Give them it, give it the switch, <laughs> switch. Switch port tax. Yeah, that was kind of like, eh. But um, yeah, that's that. Oh, oh yeah. Th- there, are, there are a couple of demos out. Uh, this is one that I forgot to talk about when when we were talking about games, but uh, Chris Tales, which actually looks like Paper Mario as well, but like way but way way prettier. It's all hand drawn, but it's like a you know it it looks like a two D character, but they're not really doing the paper thing of it. But they do fl- it just kind of flip like a paper effect. But uh, Chris Tales was a game that I actually found it was unveiled in like one of those digital events a while back. I actually sent a. Sent a, sent a youtube trailer to our slack but we didn't get to it because of time or whatever but it's it's a game that kind of looks like paper mario there's action combat in there like you know action turn-based combat but it's a uh, what's cool about it is it exists in like three time periods there's like a triangle in the middle of the screen that is the present time and on the right side is the future time and the left side is the past time so there's also like this whole like um puzzle thing where you can like figure out mysteries in the towns depending on like what will happen in the towns. So like you're let's say you're in the town and you see that one building is going to collapse in the future. You can go and try to talk to people in the present and try to figure out why this why this is going to collapse in the future. So one of the mysteries is like, well, this town is this this house is rotting, but why is nobody telling that person about that. So you try to figure out why that is. And then it turns out that somebody's poisoning the person who's like supposed to be taking care of the house. And you could find the poison from like another time period into this one. It's really cool. Like it, it actually looks like a game that I really want to play. But there's a demo that you can play right now for it. As far as I can tell, I don't think any of it transfers over. So I didn't make it all the way through. But, but it's, it's really, it's worth checking out if, if you want to, if you want to see like what, what it looks like. Cause I think it looks incredible pretty. I don't, I don't think there's a date for it yet. But it was one that I kind of had my eye on. So, Chris Tales—that's a demo that you can do. And and also in in the in the vein of uh, our interview that we did earlier, uh, Wanderlust Travel Stories has a demo as well for the Switch. That was the game that was made before the Werewolf one, which we talked about in the interview, is coming out. And it's another like uh kind of like emulating like a pen and paper role playing type game, kind of like a you know kind of like a choose your own adventure like on the system. And there's a demo for that and it's also on sale for $10 as of right now. There was not a date on there as to when that sale goes away, so I don't know I don't know if like it's has to do with maybe buying another game in the company, I don't know. But as of right now it's ten on sale for $10 for me, so I thought about getting it. But that's what's going on with sales and demos and stuff. Do you want to talk about this other thing?
2: Uh yeah, so Leaker King Zell, who confirmed last week's direct, says that we're going to have more news in August. So look out for that. That seems like such kind of a.
1: I mean, it seems like a no That's super shit, vague. Seems like a no shit Sherlock uh, uh, thing, but I mean, it's like, well, you know, all the stuff that I said was going to happen last week. Well, it's going to happen a week later. <laughs> That's kind of what I what I got from it. I'm like, yeah, dude, July is over. We get it. Yeah, if we hear anything, it's not going to be till next month. Like, give you give him a prize give him a trophy here he predicted the end of the month way to go and it. to
0: his credit there's only 30 days in august so you know some months have 31 and you could say <laughs> that and give yourself a higher probability
1: yeah i mean that one's kind of seems like just a no shit thing but it's like but he was also the one that was like there'll be a direct no wait mini direct okay whatever dude but but yeah there'll be more news in august i'm sure it's 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 a whole another month you know but uh I guess we, we should definitely talk about this big Nintendo leak thing. I, wa- I watched the Giga th- Leak. I, yeah, the Giga Leak. I watched some of those videos that that you put on the Slack, Jeremy, with that with that one guy with the with the weird poster in the background. Uh, but uh, uh <laughs> yeah, it, basically what I gathered from it is you know like you can find some weird looking pictures of Yoshi before he became you know or they became like whatever they are now.
0: Oh, um, by the way, August has thirty one days, so I'm an idiot. <laughs> really? There's two thirty ones in a row.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Breaking news right now. <laughs>
0: I'm the, stupid.
1: On the yeah, I mean I don't. I, I wishful I,
0: thinking on my part.
1: I don't know. Twenty twenty over quicker. <laughs> yeah, right. I know nothing of calendar days. But yeah, no, it's it's a Giga leak. There's um, they found a bunch of different stuff. I think the I think the most the important one. I think the most important one is they did find what a prototype of of Luigi buried in the source code of Mario sixty four. Something, yeah, they something did. like that. Yeah, they he, found him. Yeah, it, it only that is real. It only and, and it took 24 years and one month to find him. So uh, is that what that meant? 2401. Yeah, yep. That's what somebody. That's creepy as fuck. It, it, it's I I found a. It's actually become a thing for me. Maybe it's a bad a bad thing to do, but sometimes I just go to Twitter and just look at whatever's trending. and <laughs> Just like and it, and yeah, and that's how I found that one was Luigi. It was Luigi was trending. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, and yeah, it was because they had found him in there, among you know, among other stuff. Like uh, there was an extra character in Star Fox Two that didn't make it. There's different music from Mario Kart, um, as same with like Castlevania. Like, it's just I like, like those alternate. Yeah, I
0: like those alternate themes. Those are really
1: cool. Yeah, it, a lot like, of it's just kind of like Yeah, you know, like what didn't work or so. Is it true somebody found a GIF of uh or or like a somebody found the graphic of Luigi flipping you off from Super Mario yep, World? I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, why not? Why not bury it in there? It's. I mean, I know it's like whoever leaked this. Sh- you know, it's not anybody's right to look through it, but
0: the Yoshi's yeah. Island where uh, Mario's crawling instead of floating in the bubble.
1: Yeah, and like, and it's and like the clocks are like falling off him to show like mm-hmm. that there's time going and all that. It's it's just interesting to see like you know. Stuff that was changed through development and stuff like that is basically what it is. If you want to look at it, there's a lot of stuff and people are still picking through it and still finding things. But
0: I know I saw the uh, what was the one that I saw? The uh, I'll think of it here in a second.
1: All right, yeah. But I mean, that's that's basically what it is. Uh, we don't need to go through and like go one by one by one, but that's that's kind of what I got in there. I guess uh, there's like an original do a barrel roll on there yeah uh, crystal clear like new like animal crossing character that didn't make it into the game like just like it's you know like a lot of behind the scenes stuff of like classic games they were gonna come out oh later. yeah it was the
0: it was the enemy in uh mario sixty four which is in the notes the enemy that's like a lot like the bully in oh the, yeah yeah I saw that too In the lava oh, yeah. level but they actually grab you and throw you,
1: yeah instead of just but- like bumping you. That was probably,
0: that probably would have been so infuriating. Like, the bully's already terrible enough, but like, I hate those bullies. That would be walk up and throw you into the lava. Like, yeah. damn.
1: They were so weird because you have to just kind of like jump and hope that they hit you. Like, it was this whole, like, you had to, this whole process, you had to figure out how to do it. You know, it's kind of how I did it, where I would just kind of like jump halfway and then he'd like, hopefully, he'd hit me and I would push him back. That's what I would do. But moving on from that, I, I love all these like new announcements of uh, <laughs> spiritual successors that are coming around. There's two new spiritual successors that that were announced, but something I just found out, and I'm glad that I figured it out. So there's this new game that's called Euden uh, Chron- Chronicle: Hundred Heroes. It's going to be made by a, a lot of the people who worked on the Su- on the Suikoden series. I actually mm-hmm. looked, I watched a. Uh, I watched the video. They did a little video uh, where they all kind of meet each other and they like join a band of that. characters that and they fight all these and they fight like corporate, like corporate people and all that. And they're fighting. They said like we're fighting for the fans and all this stuff. What they forgot to mention in that that this game is as not coming to Switch. That's uh, nobody. I don't feel like anybody said that. It they they've reached their goal, but it's kind of they said that it's coming to the Switches, whatever comes after the Switch. It's going to come to Switch Two. The Switch successor because they said that it's too that the Switch as of right now can't handle the game, which is weird because it looks like a 2D you know it lo- it looks like a 2D game, but yeah no it's- yeah, it kind of looks like um, a little
2: bit like uh, j- j- what's the Switch RPG the that Jeremy played which one there's a lot of them Octopath um, the Octopath yeah
1: a little bit like Octopath. Yeah, it kind of it kind of reminded me of that uh, of the game that the messenger guys are working on, like like that kind of mm, art style. Yeah. But I, I went and looked through the names of the people. Um, the two the two main people who did Koden Two are on there, so that's so that's really cool. Like the the main director and the two writers. Also, uh, the art director is the guy who did Ari of Sorrow. Uh, Ooh. for, for DS. So that's, I Ari, do no, Ario of Sorrow was Game Boy Advance, right? It was Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Dawn right. of Sorrow was DS. Dawn um, of Sorrow um, Yeah, was- I did, did the art for Dar for Dawn of, or Ario of Sorrow on Game Boy Advance. So that's cool. And not to mention the other guys that are in there, uh, worked on like Suyukoden 4, uh, Suyukoden, Tear Crease, Tactics, uh, uh, you know. But, I, but yeah, it's, I, I saw that they had reached their amount of money to develop it, but they said that it will be on, Switch Two or Switch Pro or whatever comes out, which is crazy. I mean, I just didn't expect that. I thought that they were so basically
0: they're saying we're not willing to compromise the assets to.
1: Yeah, they they don't want to. They don't want to like. They don't want to knock it back for the Switch. So, but I mean, granted, the game has is not in development yet. It's probably going to take a few years. Maybe there will be another Switch by then. So it's not that big of a deal. Something. Yeah, it's not like it's coming out next year, next like next month, and it's like, oh, we're not doing it to Switch. Because I mean,
0: we're we're. At this point, well, we're like three and a half years, three years, almost three years and five months yeah. into the Switch's life.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like a, it's like the you know the messenger, the messenger game that they're doing the the RPG like that's not coming out till 2022 at least you know if not later. So I mean, it's it, it takes time like if especially if you're doing a Kickstarter and you're not starting development until after you get the money. It's you know it's going to take a minute to get there.
0: You also have to be realistic about your goals cuz you don't want the internet coming after you.
1: Yeah, for uh yeah, for You can't be like this will be it.
0: done in 6 months.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it could be years, but from what I saw of it, it looks really cool. Like, I like, uh, there's only like a few seconds of gameplay, but the art looks great. Like, it looks like HD, you know, like HD 2D sprites and all that, which I really like. So, also, uh, if
0: they brought back Ari of Sorrow with the HD 2D sprites, oh.
1: I mean, that would be great, but can They kind didn't.
0: of did it with Harmony of Dissonance in
1: yeah. that, that weird
0: ass game on Xbox 360, but. It's but, not like big old,
1: but it wasn't even. But it wasn't like a multiplayer game. It, it wasn't was, even, and like yeah. everything
0: was really miniaturized, even though it was an HD. So yeah. I want big, beautiful sprites from that era.
1: Yeah, I don't know. cap- or Konami doesn't seem to care that much about uh <laughs> about Castlevania. So well, I mean, maybe they'll, they'll get a second collection or something. That'd be great. But moving on, um, there we're also getting like a another game from Yuji Naka uh which is actually getting produced by Square Enix so that's interesting but um, yeah, another
2: spiritual successor
1: yeah balan wonderland which Kind of looks like a mixture of what? Like Billy Hatcher, Knights, and Sonic? It's kind of what I got from it. Looks it looks very
2: Knights-influenced. i lean yeah. more towards Knights.
1: Well, I mean, it, there's a lot of... Well,
0: people. Knights was made by the Sonic teams.
1: So. Yeah, well, the, and so is Billy Hatcher. Oh, a, lo- okay. a lot of the characters look like the characters from Billy Hatcher, like from what I saw. And, of course, like the Knights people. But, no, if you listen to our Patreon Sonic episode, we actually talked about how the, the games that Yuji Naka did. Because I actually... I have... A few of them, like I have that game that came out for Wii U and Wii that was like one of the last ones that he did. Do you have Billy Hatcher? No, Billy Hatcher is one that I want though. Actually, at is MGC, it expensive? At, at MGC, I saw it and somebody bought it right before me, so I didn't get it. But I would buy it if it was at a decent price. But I haven't really. I remember looked
0: playing it yet. on a demo disc or a demo of
1: it. I yeah, think. I played it on the same disc, demo disc. That was how I played it. But it's it was supposed to be good. They liked it. IGN liked it. I just didn't have any money to buy it at the time. And it's just one of those things that. I wanted to get, but yeah, no, it, it kind of looks like a lot of those stuff together. It's the same, you know, it's the designer of all those things. So, but yeah, no, it looks it looks interesting. It's like, uh, you know, it's a 3D platformer ish type thing. It's like has a bad has like a villain that like looks like he's basically the hat from uh, Super Mario Odyssey, but with legs and arms and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, and it and it's and it's not that far away, isn't it supposed to come out in a few months, something like that? From what I saw in the, Hello. I don't know, I watched the I watched the YouTube last night and I made notes but I guess I forgot about the for when the, I thought it was coming out this year and I thought it said maybe it was uh just oh no it's coming out next year never mind it's coming out spring 2021 yeah G, G4 um uh, is going to come back in some form is it going to be on TV or is yeah. it going to be like a streaming thing
2: They haven't actually specified so all they put out so far was a cryptic tweet with there was like a video where your cam- the camera's kind of floating through this old warehouse and then it zooms in on his TV and it says uh, we never stop playing um i mean they did it though. says 2021 <laughs>
1: yeah it- it's weird because uh i mean G- g4 i guess kind of goes along with the lines of what we're gonna do for our x pack but it's like a you know g4 was something that i watched in the time when TV mm-hmm. when people watch TV still because it was like you know if you're at like if you're at some house that has cable, you could turn it to G4 and there's a good chance that you might be able to see video games on there. And that was, that was why I watched it, you know, cause I was like, Oh cool. I can just watch video game stuff if I don't have anything else to do. But now it's in a different time where if you want to see video games, it's everywhere and it's totally accessible. Like you right. can find, you got Twitch, you got YouTube, you got like podcasts, yep. like it's, like how G four launched
2: before YouTube.
1: Yeah, it's like how can they? It was like two thousand two. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I have a friend that worked on G four. Like I, he worked there before I worked with them. He's a camera mm-hmm. guy that I did multiple stuff with, and he was there. And his, I always asked him. I was like, Hey, what happened to G four? And he's like, Well, he's like they tried to make it. He's like they tried to make it cool, but they didn't realize that it was already cool. Like they tried to, they didn't understand. Right. That they needed to just keep it the way it is instead of trying to make it into something else. And they They're were trying more, to make it into Spike TV. Yeah, they were more interested in chasing the Spike TV thing instead of mm-hmm. like letting it be what it is and let be, letting it be a video game show or video game channel, which was the way to go. But they didn't think that was marketable at the time because they were completely Spike wrong. Spike
0: TV must have been who everyone was competing yeah. with at the time because I remember at the time IGN itself had like a whole like, there's like a, a babes. Section on IGN, like that was one of the tabs you could click at the top. Of, oh yeah, uh, yeah and uh, I think all I, video game babes that would talk to you and stuff. I think a and lot of talk the people to you, that like, talk about games.
1: I think a lot of the people that ran that were the ones who were like outed as shitbags bags online. <laughs> oh, I believe it. <laughs> from from my, like a lot of people that were incredibly abusive to people. Like here's a
0: here's a scantily clad woman talking about video
2: games. Like,
1: yeah, it was a different time then. Well, they had like a car chan- a car page too. It was like I think they just mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with it. But yeah, thankfully none of that survived, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. So,
2: yeah. So there's going to be a, a Reddit AMA on Friday. If you want to hear more about that Friday at noon, Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I know is Tommy Tallarico is involved. Cause he tweeted about, or he sent out a Facebook post about it. So he said, we're back. So
1: yeah, he was involved to with we. too. Well, um, uh, uh, Olivia Munn tweeted it too. I mean, she just tweeted the tweeted the video, but I don't know. Mm. I mean, she was a she, host, right? She was on a talk show. Yeah, that's yeah. how she became known. Isn't like a isn't like Adam Sessler like a total like coke fiend like abusive person now? Like
2: <laughs> I didn't hear anything I, about that. I, I
1: thought he kind of fell off the. He kind of you know he, he kind of fell off a cliff at some point. Like I, I thought he was not in a great position to be on TV again or anywhere. I don't know. I I heard I heard that he got he had gotten pretty shitty. I mean, he was kind of shitty at the time too. I don't know. I mean, I know. I know Morgan Webb has scoliosis too. I don't know how. Uh, I know she had. She had trouble. She had trouble like uh, standing and walking on the show. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if they're planning on trying to get get them back for X Play or whatnot. But I don't know.
0: Well, reboots. Um,
1: reboots are difficult.
0: Reboots are a thing.
1: I mean, I liked it. I liked you know I liked Morgan Webb. I thought she was awesome. But uh, my friend that worked there told me that she had you know she had aches like body aches and stuff, it was, and it was difficult. It's diffi- mm. difficult for her to do a lot of the shows at the time. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. So uh, the deadline article that I posted says that uh, the, rebo- the rebooted G4 TV will debut next year under the umbrella of esports division Comcast Spectacore. So Comcast has a. a plan, I guess, for eSports. And they said, oh, we own this G4 brand, and let's bring it back. We're not going to put that on the Peacock Network?
0: It's going to be their (laughs) their umbrella for their gaming sort of (laughs) thing. It's probably
1: going to be a whole nother streaming service. I don't know. (laughs) As if we don't
0: have enough. Well, I mean, games are just so goddamn mainstream now. Yeah, yeah, the big big guys need to have their own little piece of the pie. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, do you wanna like run through some of these? Some okay. of these.
2: Yeah, a couple other um, movie TV news. So there's a video game documentary series called High Score coming to Netflix on August nineteenth. Okay. So I well, didn't see too much about that. It was just announced like yesterday, so I don't even know if there's a trailer up for it. It's around but, the corner. Yeah, more video game documentaries. Surely
0: more. going to have something about twin
2: galaxies in it. I hope surely. So. I hope they're still viable. Brie Larson has reaffirmed that she wants to play Samus in the Metroid movie. Fuck your Metroid yeah. movie! Give us
1: a game, damn it! If they if they said that, if they started making a Metroid movie now, I'd be like, fuck you, man.
0: Like, I actually don't. I, I know Ble- Brie Larson was uh, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel or whatever, mm-hmm. but I know her as the person that people on the internet talk about as the big movie star that talks about loving Nintendo. So like, I kind of that's how I know her. Mm-hmm. So just hearing Brie Larson, this name I've heard thrown around. Like I watched, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the Hot Ones stuff on. YouTube. Yeah, I've seen it, but yeah, she did an episode of that. And well, like, she
1: has her no. She, I mean, she became like a YouTube star in the middle of the quarantine, right? Like that was a big announcement. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm just going to be a YouTuber now until we can act again or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, she. Uh, yeah, I think the I think the the title of the Hot Ones episode was like Brie Larson. Uh, evolves as a pokemon or something i mean that was it's included right in the title like she to the internet she is the she's our nintendo fan that we can stand real we can stand or whatever they call it but uh
2: <laughs> I think so, it's here, here, so, samus.
0: so hearing her wanting to be samus doesn't even surprise me it's like okay well she like obviously she already played captain marvel which right captain marvel always a female character or was uh did-
1: no i mean not originally but the more I think the more popular one was 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 that one, and it's not even it's not even her anymore that's Captain Marvel. it's a different person now at least last time, but I but she's checked. already
0: playing a character that's Viking traditions much like samus in the original mm-hmm. Metroid, yeah. like hey it takes the homo- helmet off off it was a woman the whole time. oh, where's your sexism now <laughs> so yeah, I don't yeah. know i don't I'm not trying to say like. I'm not trying to shit on it necessarily, but I'm just saying. No, that. I mean, I, I think no I, surprise. Of course, she wants to be in an yeah. Nintendo movie. She would probably be in the next Pokemon movie if they asked
1: her. To be yeah, Nintendo. I mean, I I got nothing against Brie Larson. I'm just saying, i was just saying that I don't really care. I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of all these video game movie news stuff, especially for something like Metroid that is like my favorite franchise. And mm. we're just getting we have like nothing to play of Metroid, and we haven't for years. Like fuck your movie. Please, like, give us a game, damn it!
2: <laughs> what would you say though if, like, okay, twenty twenty-three Metroid Prime Four releases and the movie releases, and it's the year of Metroid, and Nintendo is also they have a, as much a hand in this movie as they will in the Mario movie.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm kind I'm kind of not interested in video game movies as of right now. I'm not at all because it's and especially like Metroid. There's
0: literally, never been a good one.
1: I mean, Metroid is just like, not is all like visual storytelling. Like it's all about like experience, experiencing stuff by yourself in ice iso- in isolation with like no dialogue at all.
0: When she goes <laughs> into the ball, what happens to the baby? Well, <laughs> well, if the movie answers that question, then maybe I'll watch.
1: It. Well, why, well, why, but why can't Metroid crawl? That's what I really need. to know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's like, it's, I don't, I don't, I'm not really that interested in seeing video game movies or TV shows as of right now, I, except and I, for The Witcher. I don't care about that one either. I mean, I haven't even watched the one that's already on there. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can because I mean, I, it has nothing to do with the game, and you know, and I'm not anywhere close to finishing
2: the regular game. But...
0: I actually thought The Witcher series was really good. I liked
2: yeah, it. I just had well, mentioned did. this then. So yeah. the Netflix Netflix has announced a six part Witcher spin-off series the witcher blood origin is that so the,
0: a spin-off of a single season series
1: i guess so <laughs> is that the anime or is that a different one cuz there's also a witcher anime that they said that we said stuff about a long else. time ago this is a new one
2: that was just announced like 2 days ago
1: hey it's like hey you know you like the witcher the three witcher games you want three witcher shows here you go that's what you got right here
0: hey, uh, i'll watch
1: it uh, yeah i don't i don't know i don't i don't i remember. like
0: the witcher like I liked I really liked the Witcher Netflix series. I actually watched it through all the way twice, which is rare for me to like start a series that just came out over again and watch it again. I figured mostly watch, because yeah. I like feel like I missed a lot of elements the first time through and I wanted to go through it again.
1: I mean we'll probably watch maybe we'll watch it at some point. I don't know. I feel like
0: if you ever do yeah. I'd love to be on a uh an episode about it.
1: We haven't really done TV stuff in a while. But yeah, I don't know. Um more Witcher stuff, cool. Um, a
2: missed documentary coming too. I'm excited about that. I want to see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you're the missed man, so yeah. Missed
2: man, yeah. Um, and it's it's on Kickstarter right now, so you can go pitch in and and make sure that happens.
1: As of right now, it's halfway to its goal. It's looking for two. And if you
0: don't do it, it's a missed
1: opportunity. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that it, joke's
0: always going to be there.
1: They need really like nice. they need two two hundred thousand there at a hundred thousand, so. So there you go, there's that. I'll get it. Um yeah, I think uh that's for the most thing. I, I do think it's I think it is pretty cool, this one. The um and uh Chapo Trap House did a whole did an episode talking about this as well, but uh the AOC has um ha- is, is uh, going after the the U S military who uses Twitch yep. to try to recruit people. I mean, they've been doing dirty shit like that for, for years. Like, well, you remember like, you know, army people showing up at school and like trying to like get you oh, to yeah. sign up and all that. And you
0: actually, you actually had to take a test. What was it called? The ASVAP. There was a test that I remember taking when I was in high school where it was literally like one of those standardized tests you take. I remember it being a lot easier mm. than like the SAT or whatever, but like, we're all like sitting in the cafeteria doing this test and like, <laughs> I'm just like just doing what I always do at the time. We're just trying to get the best score I can, yeah. like treating it <laughs> like competition. And
1: uh, it's like, uh, Hey, uh, you've, you've, and, the, yeah.
0: and I got like annoyed. I like the air force was really trying to recruit me.
1: It's like, Hey, you're qualified to become part of the American Killbot Factory. Uh, yeah, The air force.
0: The, the it air was force. the air force specifically <laughs> that was after me based on whatever my test scores were. And I remember thinking, like, because my grandpa was in the Air Force, I remember actually considering it for maybe five seconds.
1: Yeah, I just remember the one time. Uh, this is when I was in high school, so it was back when I answered the phone still. But, uh, but there was uh, somebody from the, the Army, like, called me, like, while I was at home playing Super Metroid, and like, I picked up the phone, and I'm like, "Hey," I'm like, "Hello," and they're like, "Oh, hi, is this blah blah blah? Like, is this person here?" And I'm like, "And like, yeah," and they're like. Oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm playing Super Metroid. And they're like,
2: Oh yeah, like
1: blah blah blah. And I'm like, and I'm just kind of like, uh, oh,
2: What happens if she's
0: pregnant when she turns into a?
1: <laughs> no, i never heard that yet. But it was like the guy was like, Did you try- actually
2: tell them that I'm playing Super Metroid? <laughs>
1: of course I did. But, I but the guy was like trying really hard to like bond with me about the army, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm really not interested. Like, I'm into this game. Like, can you just like fuck off? Like, I didn't say fuck off, but I'm like, I just, I have no interest in this. Like. Sorry, and then I just like hung up on it. But I remember getting called by the army, and this, and I could tell, like even when I was a teenager, I could tell that this guy was trying really fucking hard to like be cool to me and like try to get me to like like the army and all that. And I just, I just wanted the call to end. I was just trying to get to like to where I could just be like, dude, I'm in the middle of something. Like I don't want to talk to you. Like get out of here. Like you were at my school already. Don't fucking call me. Like this is bullshit.
0: Do you remember getting sent razors? Did you guys both get, like, the rate? Like, I remember getting a razor in the mail from, um, I think it was, it was like a Mach 3 or whatever. It was a Gillette razor, but it was from the Selective Services, which is another thing you had to sign up for when you were, like, 17.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure we're all around the same age, so we probably all had to do it
1: i don't remember hey. i don't remember that but i mean i don't remember doing it i'm sure i did it but, but i might don't know maybe.
0: if that's still a thing that exists but yeah yeah i remember in high school it was like basically when you were 17 when you're still too young to sign a legally binding contract yeah. you had to file this uh this information about being in the selective services once you turned 18
1: yeah and they and they used to make commercials they that look like video games reason. and all that and yeah I'm just glad that they're I mean that is manipulation like you know younger kids like might not understand the like what's happening to them and it's good that they should maybe not be able to recruit them through right, I can't even imagine like that that, yeah.
0: that that was one of those things that's like they were coming after us at school which were like oh more geeky school stuff you know don't want to do this after school I don't want more school you know in the context of them coming after you at school it's different than. In your video game space. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can go right. to Twitch and watch video games and they're talking. I don't know. That just seems so much slimier to me. Yeah, it's like more right.
1: more manipulative, you know, trying to mm-hmm. get in there and convince them to Yeah, it's it's almost yeah. it's, it's like the Russians using like the hatred for for uh <laughs> the last Jedi to turn people to the
2: to right wing stuff. Like that's
1: like almost is, as bad.
2: Yeah. The village he's proposing would ban um the military from operating. Accounts on any video game, esports, or live streaming platform. So that would take care of all that. Didn't and they already
0: like stop doing stuff on Twitch anyway? Because people well, they, were asking questions about war crimes and stuff.
2: Well, they banned, right. That's another. That's another thing. That's what ban, sort of brought it to everyone's too. attention was yeah. that people were bringing up in the chat, like you know, asking what's your favorite war crime, and right. those people who were asking those questions got banned. And so, oh, but the army, as we previously yeah. learned from from our, our president banning people and that going through the that's system. That's
0: technically illegal.
2: You can't do that. Like, you're not allowed to, or to ban... Or unconstitutional. Right, right. A government uh, official or government um, entity is not allowed to ban citizens from communication on, on uh, those platforms. Yeah. So that's what brought it to the attention of AOC and uh, why she's now proposing this. And then. Also, remember that game, America's Army? Like they've been doing this for a long time.
1: Yeah, they were talking about that, was, that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, that was like 2002 or 2003. Yeah, where they well, even... Ar- they're, army
0: of one. They're
1: even making that games. think yeah. for a while. Yep. I mean a lot of yep. game. I mean a lot of games do like you know like try to make it you know like a Call of Duty and like um you know a, 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 lot, a lot Band of Brothers whatever like a lot of those like Last Starfighter. They, they, right. <laughs> I wish it was that one, but uh, no they they want you to yeah they they're trying to like glorify like being in the army and stuff like that, but the
2: difference is that they are not the Army, like Activision is not the Army, no. and you know they're they can make whatever game they want, right, yeah, but um the army trying to basically present themselves presented in any way as oh, this is a a video game, you know equating being in a video game to to being in a war like
1: killing real people yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah hey do you like shooting virtual guns Why not try some real ones yeah i mean yeah in a way
0: in a way this kind of brings you back around to a conversation we had a while back about like whether that video games would ever be brought i think it was when uh janae was on our yeah about uh we're uh, were talking about sports the olympics Yeah. yeah yeah And how and it kinda like makes me think like the army would have something or you know, the armed services would have something to do with that somewhere.
2: Just 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 thinking of Well they do operate esports teams. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Just thinking of like that game that you're saying, John, like army making games. I don't know why, but it reminds me do you remember those like free comics you could get? Like at the roller rink and stuff. And they were basically like trying to be like Spider-Man comics, but they were trying to sell you like hostess cupcakes and stuff like that. Like that, I remember that. That's what, that's what I think of. It's like, well, cause it obviously wasn't written and drawn by like a real comic artist or writer, but it was free. So it was like propaganda. It was like, Oh, hey, you like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Here's a free Spider-Man comic. And the moral of the story is buy Twinkies. <laughs> like that. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, we don't actually make games, but. Join the army, you know. Like it's, I don't know. For some reason, it reminds me of that. I used Wanna to see what happens yeah. next. Yeah, join the army. Yeah, they were like really bad. <laughs> they were really bad stories involving like popular superheroes that were like, that were just like, oh, and the reason was he wanted a Twinkie. Cool, we all have Twinkies. Go buy Twinkies, and it's like it's kind of the same thing.
0: Uncle but, yeah. Ben died because <laughs> he couldn't have he a Twinkie. Sign up for selective services.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about one last thing, and then we'll be done. It's kind of a long one. Thank you for anybody who stuck around this long. Uh, we have a, we have a new Tetris Maximus event coming up this weekend with Paper Mario, and that'll be the tenth theme to go with Tetris Maximus. So cool! I'll be I'll probably be streaming it uh, after this after this is posted, or I will have streamed before this has been posted. So I think I'm going to stream it Thursday night. So yeah come play that and stuff it'll be fun
0: i'll try my damnedest to get on that this weekend
1: well let me know i'll do it later of course so it'll probably be at like two
0: i definitely Uh, want that theme that crisp theme crisp paper
1: yeah and that's and like i said what i've heard of that soundtrack is really really good so i'd like to have more soundtrack stuff in Tetris 99 for it so that gives me a reason to go back to play it even though i've already beat the game but yeah, this is our episode 230. Thanks for everyone for tuning in and listening to us. Um, you can find us at you can find us at youtube.com slash Podcast. You can find us at Uh You can find us at twitch.tv slash Uh My schedule is, I've been streaming, I'm still working through Final Fantasy 4. Stream, I'll stream that at 2 a.m. on Tuesdays. Um, well, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Um, also, I, I've been doing like you know, switch stream stuff on Thursday. This Thursday, I'll be doing, uh, well, I will have done Tetris 99. And of course, Saturday night's my favorite thing at 1 a.m. Come, come and listen to some songs for WART Radio Live. Uh, this week, I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna do, uh, basically do the first levels one that I did, and I'll add like an extra hour to it. So they've all been deluxe versions that have three hours in there. So come and watch it. I've been putting, playing like YouTube stuff in the background to try to make it interesting to people, but it's been a fun thing for me to do. So come have a drink and listen to some video game music. And also, uh, Jess and I started a new podcast called, uh, how is it now where we've, we were talking about older movies that have won awards and how they have lasted across time. We, we have a, we have four episodes recorded and we have two posted as of right now, but I think it's a pretty good spectrum. We've done a, we did uh, Birdman and The Crying Game, which was pretty fun. Um, I mean, The Crying Game I think is still a pretty good movie, and like definitely one that was way ahead of its time. If you haven't seen it, but it's it's been fun. That's what we've been doing lately. So it's on it's on the Drunk Monday uh, Honey Darling Show feed, and I put the Birdman episode on this feed as well. So I'm sure you listen to it. But if you want to hear the second one, go over there and listen to that. But uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy Mikowski.
1: John Deere. And also, if you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash NintendoMadePodcast and uh, send us some money. If you give us as low as a dollar, you can hear all of our bonus shows. We'll have a new X-Pack 1-Up soon, I promise. It's like I said, you know, it's been kind of crazy for all of us lately. So this might be a little bit little bit later, but it'll definitely be on there. So look forward to that. And uh, we we'll see you next week. See you. <laughs> did you say snooch or snitch the first time? He said Snooch. He did say Snooch. Okay. we say it again? Sure. I think you did though. Snooch to the new John, switch to the
0: niche. <laughs> it was worth it just to hear you say it again.
1: <laughs> now say it again, no. Uh <laughs>